Welcome to the VP Live Network. Your 30-second countdown has begun. This show is intended for adults of legal smoking age, and as such, the content is not intended for viewers and listeners under the age of 18. Vapor's Place is in no way responsible for the opinions of any host on the VP Live Network. Please grab a vape, sit back, and enjoy the show. So hi, what are you doing? What's going on? Um, <coughs> first, let me tell you, um, it's cold. Um, and if it's not cold where you're at, just shut up about it, cause it's cold here. Um, it's cold and it's snowing and blowing and all kinds of nasty, ugly shit. And them sons of bitches telling me that um. It's going to be spring in 30 days? Not fucking helping. Okay? Not helping. So, I said that this show was going to be about what not to do. And it's going to cover a pretty broad spectrum of things. Um, Stefan is going to come on at 9.15 and talk for a few minutes. Um, 9.30, Ed the Green is going to come on. 9.45, my wonderful friend Upstomp is going to be joining me. And then at 10 o'clock, the one, the only, the legendary Miss Jan is going to be here. So, I figured to start this out that I would tell you my advice on what not to do. Okay? And somebody's just put in chat, don't be a 5%er. This is true. And for anybody listening that is a little bit unsure of what a 5%er is, I can translate it to you in the not so politically correct term. 5%er is my politically correct term for being a dick. So, don't be a dick. That would help. Now, also, don't send me an email and tell me that there's more than 5%. I am perfectly aware of the fact that there is a higher margin than 5%. I know this, but telling myself it's only 5% seems to take a little bit of the sting out of the fact that there seem to be so many now. We will all be better off if we acted less like the 5%. The other thing that I would like to tell you not to do is to follow the letter of the law. Especially if you are the only one in your area, that does so. And I say this because I still have not gotten this tax situation taken care of. Um, The tax assessor seems to be insistent on the fact that he needs to tax me on an addition to my house that we didn't fucking build. He is still... Not answering my phone calls. (laughs) And 
I have decided that what I'm not going to do is just to sit back and take it. If we need to get a lawyer, I guess that's what I'm going to have to do. But what I am not going to do is just stand there and allow this asshole to tax us on something that he is not taxing the rest of the fucking county on. So that is one of my other what not to do. Now, I know this isn't DIY week, but this came up again this week. Somebody was um, asking some questions. And the one question you should not ask me is how to make your own organic extractions for flavoring your e-liquid. I, um, I'm not going to help you with that. Not now. Not ever. It's just not going to happen. I have spent too much time in conversations with Kurt the Chemist. And for anybody that's lived under a rock and doesn't know who I'm talking about, that is Dr. Kurt Kistler from Penn State University, um, who is an actual real chemist. And after these conversations with him, there is absolutely zero chance of me making or helping anyone else make a natural organic extraction to use in their e-liquids. It is just not a good idea. It's not going to happen. So, I just decided that I wanted to do this what not to do show because it seems that I have been doing a lot of shows lately telling people what they need to do or what they should do. And I don't, you know, I, you know, suggesting to people what would probably be a good idea for them to do is all well and good. But I figure you guys have heard enough of that shit. So I figured, why not do a don't do this shit kind of show? So that's what the whole damn thing is going to be about. I'm going to talk to all of these wonderful friends of mine and they're all going to tell you what they think would be a good thing for people not to do. Okay? Stefan is sitting here in the phone line, so I'm going to bring him on early. Hello, Stefan. How are you? Good evening, Jeannie. What's going on with you? Oh, uh, still catch. Uh, there, there's a bit of an echo on the. I could actually hear myself. And I have absolutely no idea what is causing that. Interesting. Uh, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just move the headphones on and off as, uh, as needed. So, yeah, creative idea, especially on the part of what not to do. 
And you have had a very interesting week, so um, and I I noticed that, and I figured you would have some kind of a good idea of what you would be a good recommendation from you to tell people not to do. Uh, I had a feeling you might have been inspired a little by that, which uh, brings up the first really big what not to do. Uh, do not take a lone wolf approach. Don't shoot from the hip. Plan things before you take organized action, and don't expect organized action to take place if you just start running off with an idea and not discuss it with everybody first. And can I ask what led to this revelation? Uh well, without going into any details, uh, one of our own in our midst uh, decided to act upon some information that was still being uh, developed and planned and discussed and started an, an, uh, a Twitter hashtag hijack, which pretty much did all the worst possible things you could do to fail at hijacking it, including throwing a whole bunch of names of people in the actual hijack and announcing you're hijacking something, which is sort of like going through TSA saying, I'm going to hijack the plane and this is my team I'm going to do it with, (laughs) which uh, has a certain level of fallout afterwards, which was uh, no fun. I I can quite imagine. Um, And, you know, one of the things that I have noticed lately with advocacy um, is people, and I understand that people are getting worked up over things. I get worked up over these things. I I honestly would like to look at some of these legislators and say, what the fuck is wrong with your head? <laughs> but I don't say that because that is not going to be beneficial. Exactly. Sometimes you need to hold back a little and and really think things through and make sure you've got a plan before you go into anything. Well, there's a lot of times, Stefan, I have to tell you that I have a plan. It's not necessarily a good one, but I went into it with a plan. Well, you, you know what? We're we're all sort of uh, uh, learning as we go along, and and it, it also brings up the, this other uh, not to do thing, which is do not assume everybody knows exactly the same amount of information that that you do. Uh, one of the things we we noticed when we were having the the NorCal fundraiser was that I asked the vendors who here knows about the deeming regs, and out of seventy plus people, four hands went up. I asked them who knows about State Bill SB 140, and like five hands went up. And it can be very frustrating to assume that everybody knows what's going on and get them into action, because most of the time people do not know as much as the person who is trying to get others involved. And this is very true. I um I have had people ask me before, because I have been very vocal about the fact that I've read I've read the 240 plus pages of regulation and it sucks and it took me several took me several days to get through it the first time and after I went through it and read through it the first time I thought well did they mean this well did they mean that and I thought you know what no this is the government 
fuck this. I need to go back through this and I need to read it again. And I need to take it literally word for word for what they said. Not my interpretation of what they said, but what they actually said and nothing more, nothing less. And when I went back through and read it again, um, and then I read it again, and then I read it again. So, I mean, I have read front to back all of this regulation four times now, plus different times that I have flipped back through it. And to double check something that I thought I remembered, but I wanted to make sure I remembered it exactly. And the biggest thing that I have said to any vendor that's asked me about it is, you really need to read it. There's probably a lot in yeah, there you're not going to understand because this is the government. They intentionally made it so people couldn't understand it. Um, I do not think that was an oversight. I think that was an intentional step that they took. Um, but you need to read it. And I think anybody that is a vendor that hasn't read it really should. Uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. I had to read it several times. And uh, every now and then I still need to refer to it and... Uh, luckily, I can actually ask our lawyers and say, what exactly did this mean? So uh, a lot of things that are not quite clear, I can clear up quite easily. But it, it's not an easy document to read. And uh, I think everybody should just read it at least once just to get a general sense of just how bad it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which, of course, it, brings up an, an, another uh, issue related to reading things like that and and, and being active and that is uh, do not get discouraged and do not let other people demotivate you from from being involved and and actually trying to do something good. There's a lot of that going on. And what advice would you give people to help them keep wanting to be involved? Uh, other than making sure you've got a, a decent sense of humor, because uh, once you lose that, uh, you're probably <laughs> going to be very depressed. Uh, I, I would just say, don't spend time arguing with people who, from the onset, appear that the only reason that they're engaging in discussion is to try and demotivate you and try and make you believe that there's absolutely nothing you can do. The sky is falling, and uh, let's just run off and stuck up and screw everyone and screw all the the, the smokers that we haven't reached yet and uh, <clears throat> all for one and one for all and uh, I'm just going in alone and stocking up my nicotine. It, it It's a waste of time. The discussions are a waste of time and I, I'm seeing advocates get really um, demotivated by, by having discussions like that. I am. Um, I had a discussion like that um, a couple of months ago with a 21-year-old college student um, going to nursing school. Um, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I talked. <laughs> I'm friends with her mother. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, she went to school with my youngest daughter. So I mean, her and my youngest daughter were friends all the way through school, um, which was what made it partially so difficult was you know trying to make this young person that has absolutely no idea of how the world really works understand that the information that she is being provided 
um, most of which comes out of the university in California. Um, and you know, that's run by the doctor mechanic, um, Mm -hmm. is not actual real information. And, you know, I, when she got hostile, I just said, okay, I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to get all of my shit together. I'm going to send her these links. She is either going to choose to read them and believe them and see them from what they are, or she's not. But my battle is not with a 21 year old nursing student. My battle is with a bunch of legislators. And at least these people are supposed to understand how the law works and how the system works. Um, But yeah, it was really, really frustrating for me to try to figure out how to get across to a 21-year-old nursing student how the information that she thought she knew to be fact was, in reality, a bunch of fucking garbage. That was hard. Well, it's also a young people thing. They, 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 they don't have the experience. They don't have the life experience. They don't know a lot about how the system works because guess what? That's not being taught in schools. It should be, maybe. Oh, and it's not. Did you see that stupid YouTube video that I posted on Facebook? I, I thought you and Jan would really get a big kick out of it because... They were at spring break somewhere, and they were interviewing all of these college students. And he was asking things like, who did we fight in the Civil War? Yeah, I remember that. Yes. <laughs> and, and these, you know, high school graduates and college graduates were given answers like Japan <laughs> and England And then they said, okay, well, do you know who George Washington was? Well, yeah, he was the second president after Abraham Lincoln. I mean, these were serious answers that these fucking kids were giving. So (laughs) after watching that video, it kind of put in perspective a little bit for me. The fact that I was trying to get a 21-year-old nursing student to understand that the facts that she thought were actually facts were, in fact, bullshit. And... Right. Uh, it, it, it's, an, it's an age thing. It really is. No, Stefan, it's not an age thing. It's really not. Because when oh, I graduated it, from fucking high school, I knew thing. that the Civil War was <laughs> was the northern <laughs> colonies against the Zunger. I knew this shit! Um, <laughs> I, I, I think it, I think it um, leads to the correlation with um, Common Core. Um, I I don't believe that Common Core is is doing the country as a whole any great service. I think it might be doing the government a lot of service, but it's sure as hell not for the good of the actual people. Yeah, I I was helping someone uh, who has, I think, a a nine-year-old daughter. Uh, She was dealing with some Common Core math issues, and I looked at the test, and I was like, wow, I'm actually a math wizard. And it took me about 15 minutes to figure out what the hell they were asking. The problem was they were asking for something really simple in a way that was so overly complicated. It's just like, what the hell are these people thinking? And, and what do you do when you sit there and you think, I have no fucking idea what they're thinking? Well, that, that really discourages you from, from doing anything with it. It also discourages you from learning anything. 
and I think that might actually be part of a much larger structured plan that's been going on for decades. <laughs> I just, I okay, am... we just entered conspiracy land. <laughs> well, you know, I, I really, I'm telling you, I was not interested in politics prior to becoming a vapor. Um, you know, I mean, I was semi-interested, but I really wasn't 100% concerned with what the government's doing and all of the stupid shit that they do. And becoming a vapor and then starting to, you know, be Jan's sidekick on Anti-Nanny, um, it, it shows me just how disturbing and fucked up our system is and the underlying reasons. When you take, when you start taking the things that they do... And you're like, okay, well, here's this little thing that really isn't all that big. And then you've got, okay, well, in this little thing over here, and then you've got this little thing over here. And you start connecting the dots to all of this shit. And it is this giant connect the dots intricate picture that is absolutely terrifying. Yep. I, I wasn't interested in, in much of politics either before uh, the whole vaping advocacy thing. And I must say that, that the vaping advocacy thing has taught me a lot of things about a lot of other stuff that I, I never even thought about or was interested in. And uh, politics, politics is definitely one of them. Well, you know... <laughs> You live in a state, and I'm telling you, and you think I'm teasing you, I'm not. Stefan, you need to move out of California. You're going to get cancer if you stay there. <laughs> well, considering what I know now about Prop 65 and how it came to be and how it works and uh, how it allows for citizens to actually carry the actual lawsuit and get 25% of the bounty and how the law firms are making money off of it, and uh, yeah. I'm not surprised about all those Prop 65 warnings. They're just the result of all these extortion scams going on. So, so yeah. So the, blame, blame the lawyers? Uh-huh. Do we, is that what we got to do? We got to blame the lawyers? But not all lawyers are bad uh, lawyers. I know some really good lawyers that are actually decent people. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. My, my, my friend and uh, uh, co-president of the SoCal Spada chapter is a lawyer, and um, uh, we give him shit about it, but we don't hold it against him. <laughs> well, I mean, to my understanding, uh, you know, Ron Warden and Greg Conley are both attorneys also, so... Um... Exactly, yes. <laughs> and we give him shit also, and <laughs> still love him. <laughs> I, um, you know... I had, and, you know, I'm picking about California and Prop 65, but I have to tell you, Stefan, I, I have come up with some of the best tricks in the world over the state of California, and not just Prop 65, but your earthquakes, for example. Because I have to tell you oh, that, oh, yeah, um, I had my children convinced at one point when they were little that all milkshakes came from California. <laughs> And for how long did they actually believe that? <laughs> um, I think Alexis was like nine, and I was in the kitchen making milkshakes, and she's like, Mom, how come you got to put ice cream in that thing, too? And, of course, she was talking about the blender. And I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. um, just to flavor it. And she walked in the living room, and she looked at her dad, and she goes, 
Milkshakes really don't come from shaked up cows, do they, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're so cruel. <laughs> but it provided a lot of humor for a long time. Uh, yes. It, it's sort of like Santa Claus, right? Yes. I um Now, you know, and you know how, and little kids are really fun like that, and because I have to tell you, my, my oldest daughter was here over the weekend, and she had two of my grandkids with her. And uh, my grandson, who is five, looks at his big sister and says, Jesus, Emily. And I looked at him and I said, Eric, did you just say Jesus, Emily? And evidently he knew the look. Because he put his head down and he looks up at me and he says, Y-E-S, yes, Grandma, I spelled a word for you. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and I kept a straight face and I said, well, you know what? I am really glad that you spelled Y-E-S, yes, for me. But Grandma really needs for you not to say that word anymore because Jesus is not a nice word for a little boy. And I got up and I walked out of the living room and I get out of the dining room and I get into the kitchen. And at this point, I've got my hand over my mouth and tears are rolling down my face. And my husband looks at me and he says, don't let him hear you laugh. <laughs> well, you know what? Six months from now, he's probably going to respond with something along the lines of, yeah, but you know, Grandma, I come from a long line of smart asses. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I'm not even going to argue that. Because, yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, better not let him hear that. Well, Stefan, is there anything else you want to add to this segment before I let you go? Uh, just one. Uh, what not to do in advocacy. Do not waste your time convincing vendors who are already of an opinion that they're in it for the short haul, if you can detect that within the first five or ten minutes, leave. Do the next vendor. Talk to someone else. Because you know what? I'm seeing a lot of people wasting a lot of good time trying to convince those who will never lift a finger. Being able to, to properly assess that real fast is actually quite helpful because uh, all these hours that you would otherwise spend on all these vendors, uh, better spend on the ones that you can get on board. That is excellent advice. It, it's from experience, trust me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Spend your spend your times with the ones that do want to make a difference. Don't waste your time yep. on the ones that are just looking for a check. Exactly. Well. Thank you, Stefan, and I really, really uh, do appreciate that you came on. Um, and yes, you are were one of the catalysts for this episode, and thank you for that. Sure, no problem, and thank you for having me. I will talk to you later. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, now let me go find Mr. Ed the Green. And we'll drag it into this. 
Sorry about the echo, Stefan. Hi. What is... I better pause this. There we go. Okay. Do you have an echo? Um, no. Okay. Must have been blog talk. Must have been the fact that I didn't mute yet. <laughs> oh, no. It's probably... No, Stefan had a terrible echo. He kept hearing himself echo back, and it must have been the phone line. Oh, um, that's fine. I think Stefan loves to hear himself talk. <laughs> You're such a shit. <laughs> How you doing, Jeannie? I am wonderful. How are you, Ed the Green? Looking forward to April. That's what I'm looking forward to. Me too. Um, and by the way, yeah. a a the hotel is not cheap. No. Okay, it is it's not. not. Um, number two, they don't have dual queen rooms. <sighs> um. Okay. Yeah, I tried to get a room with two queens. Uh huh. And they said, "Oh, we're sorry, we don't have those." I said, well, okay. we, we can probably get a couple queens in there, yeah. but maybe not the ones you want. No, yeah, probably not the ones I want. So then I'm like, okay. I said, well, I'm going to need rollaway cots. And they're like, oh, okay. We'll note that on your reservation. They're $20 a day. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. So, yeah. I was like, damn it. You want me to, you want me to bring my, uh, my uh, air mattress? Well, actually, yes. If you have one, we could use it. I do. I've got a unbelievably awesome air mattress. Just remind me, or I'll, I'll forget. Okay. Um, Par, Par, and Lisa and I will not forget to remind you. Yeah. No, I got a really good air mattress. I said to him, I said, so why are you charging me more for a room then, for having three guests? <laughs> oh well, because that's policy. I'm like, but it's the same fucking room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. That's. Yeah. I understand, but, like, then you just tell them, well, it's just me. That's all. Yeah, no shit. I need a double bed to put on my luggage on. <laughs> hey, that's why I always get an extra bed. Well, you know, or you could be Mark Dolan who gets an extra bed just so he can spread his wood out all over the bed for everybody to wow. look at. Um, this last VaporCon, did, I don't. Think he he just had the one king, didn't he? Yes, he did. He only had one king at Vaporcon this year. But generally, Mark Mark always has a room with two beds, and his wood is spread out all over the one. Is, yeah. And um, it was pointed out to me by Vapehound this year that nobody says that as dirty as I do. And that's okay. Well, you know, I said, but it makes Mark smile, so... You know, yeah, there's right. there's that 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 counts for something. The fact that you know I can make Mark Dolan grin from ear to ear just by telling people <laughs> that he's got his wood spread out all over bed, um, you know that's that's got bonuses. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. So it's too know, bad that Mark's never going to make it over this way, though. He doesn't come to bash. No, no. Oh, well, I think I if he can drive, that's when he goes. If he okay. can't make it by car you won't go okay well i at least get to see him at VaporCon every year so yeah yeah that's the good so what so what's on deck well what's on deck tonight is this entire show is about what not to do oh and yeah well and i hit up you and james because you and james are the people that i that that teach me all of my fancy shit about um rebuilding and stuff so now you gave me the best advice ever one night on inside vaping um, mm -hmm. pre-hiatus. 
yes. was, it was before the hiatus. Um, and then pre, you turned into pre dagger. Yeah. Then you turned into rat bastards for a little while, and now you're not again. Yes. Um, because inside babying is back on with the addition of dagger. And getting pretty big. So, and well, and that's it. By the way, everybody, I forgot. I have to tell you guys, Inside Vaping is on every Tuesday night. It starts at 9? Nine? 9? Uh, yeah, uh, it is 9. It is 9? No, it's 10. No, it, yeah, you're right. It's 9 my time. Okay, yeah. 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the own page. And then the after hours portion of the show is on the Quest Vaping Network, which is now on vapetv.com. And yes, it the, is. the after hours show... Um, if I am there, the after-hours show generally tends to be pretty calm when, when I'm on after-hours. But if I'm not on after-hours, there might be a lot of Urban Dictionary involved. It was fun last night. Um, and Ed will teach you things that you probably never wanted to know. Yeah, yeah. Um, last night, uh, James uh, came up with a new segment that we're going to do weekly. And it's the, uh, the Bag of Dicks Award. He's got a he's got a bag of dicks, and for someone who is who deserves it, and he'll just smack him across the face with a big bag of dicks. I um I haven't gotten a chance to sit back and listen to the replay. I want to know well, what the whole fifty shades. Unfortunately, that's thing. not. Yeah, that's not on the replay. I want to know what the whole fifty shades thing was. Oh, that I believe was on the replay. But basically, uh. You want to listen to it? Let me tell you, like, briefly. Give me a rundown. Well, um, you, you, well, you know James went out and visited Dane out in uh, mm-hmm. Arizona, right? Was there for his birthday, him and his beautiful wife. Yep, and uh, they went and saw Fifty Shades, and which Dane is not happy with because now his wife is asking, well, he goes with his wife to go see Fifty Shades. Why don't you go see her? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Dane says that James has lost his man card because of that, and yeah, I disagree. Got to keep the wife happy. Well, yeah, and if the movie was anything like the books, a smart man would go to the movie with their wife. Because when the wife comes out of said movie, she will be very affectionate. Maybe. I don't know. There's a real high likelihood of that, Ed. I'm just saying, unless your wife okay. is dead, there's a real high likelihood. Of that. <laughs> I keep my wife wore out. <laughs> I think it's those two beautiful girls that do that. Uh, yeah, that's that's about the truth of it. Actually, about 20 minutes ago, we just finished working out, so getting buff. You know, if you'd have said that in a much deeper voice, everybody would have thought it was something else. Oh, no, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, they'd have thought you meant that another way. Oh, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So what not to do? What What is the best advice you can give somebody not to do? Uh, it, well, um, in don't run in front of cars. I mean. <laughs> no, we want, we, no, stupid people should do that. Um, but don't, if they're getting into around. rebuilding, don't. what did they need not to do? Oh, okay. So not like don't walk around San Francisco with a Twinkie in your mouth. Right. Okay. Rebuilding. What not to do? 
it's kind of sucks that you have to say any of this stuff, but it's like, don't use batteries you buy off of eBay. You know, don't use cheap batteries. Uh, you, you're going to spend, even if you buy a clone for 30 bucks, and you buy another atomizer for 20 to $30, don't buy a $3 battery. Buy a good battery. Do your research. Don't just jump into it without doing a little bit of research. Um... What else can we talk about rebuilding? Don't, don't try to build a dual coil without without the rods still inside the coils. <laughs> um, if you're a modder, don't use electrical tape on all your fittings. This is stupid. I'm I'm actually I've got a device here in front of me that somebody sent me so that I can uh, put a new DNA in it. And uh, wow, I'm uh, a little beside myself with the shoddy work that was done. Don't use electrical tape. Use heat shrink if you're going to build a mod and have exposed wires. Oh, yeah, and Mike Getz says in the chat, he, he gives a good thing. Do not disregard Ohm's Law as guidelines because they are not guidelines. No, that's the truth. Ohm's Law is Ohm's Law. It does not... Uh, it doesn't change. It's I use it. Uh, well, of course I use it in vaping, but I use it at work. I mean, I'm a mechanic, so mm-hmm. I'm always diagnosing uh, air compressors. I, I shouldn't say mechanic. I'm a technician. Mechanic always sounds like, oh, what shop do you work at? I'm like, no, I have a van and I drive around and I occasionally do a review from a van. <laughs> they they just they just recently changed my husband's job description from a lineman which uh-huh. he, is, he has never been a straight lineman the entire time he's worked for the phone company okay never um to a um a technical technical comma service comma line technician mm. which means he does fucking everything yeah what so, do they call it? i mean our technical name is um we are Service engineers. Oh, holy shit! Dane's in the chat. Dane's in the chat. Dane should be on the show. <laughs> Hi, Dane. Dane has Skype. Dane Skype is a little green thing. Tell us what the secret is. Oh shit! James is so here young? too. James, ja- you're not supposed to be here. James is supposed to be spending time with his wife because he did shows two days this week. Maybe they already finished working out. <laughs> you still didn't say it the right way, Ed. Uh, James has uh, just finished working out. See? That comes across in a whole different way. He just put the towel in the laundry. <laughs> God, Parsa, you creepy. Oh, um, it's creepy. You know, and uh, I think that. But it's creepy good. You you covered batteries, and you know, I think the one thing that I would tell people with rebuilding is, don't think that you can just wrap wrap wire around this shit and it's going to work. No, I mean Stanley, you'll you'll blow up your house. Yeah. 
I mean, you got to watch you got to watch Stanley the Viking and he'll uh, demonstrate the improper use of uh wrapping a coil. You know, Upstomp's um, Upstomp's coming on after you, so I'm going to have to ask Upstomp um if there's anything new and exciting in Stanley's queue. Um hopefully it, none of it's coil building. <laughs> It's uh, uh probably uh um, home restoration <laughs> for more vapor. For more vapor. Everything more vapor. everything Stanley does um seems to be about more vapor. Yeah. And I, I tell you what after Valentine's Day I've had the urge for cow shit. I just want to eat cow shit now after Valentine's Day. <laughs> Well, I can't have chocolate, so maybe I'll have to try that one. What do you mean you can't have chocolate? Oh, this, my husband decided that, you know, he was going to do this paleo bullshit, and I thought, well, oh. if I'm going through all this work for him, I might as well try it, too. Oh, okay. All right. And I have a huge sweet tooth. Huge. Um, I, am, I am the person that always um, has all of my life... Before I go to bed at night, um, I will eat a bowl of cereal. That's and that's a good... To me, I say it's a good... You feel good about yourself. Like, oh, I'm not going to eat candy. I'm going to have a big, giant bowl of cereal. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. I, that, but, uh, yeah, I always... And it was, you know, we had Frosted Flakes. <laughs> we had Apple Jacks. So, you know... All of this bullshit with the FDA, FDA about, oh, this stuff is marketed to children. Fuck you, dudes, because I know a lot of grown-ass adults that still eat Frosted Flakes. Oh, man, Frosted Flakes, some peanut butter uh, Captain Crunch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's Crunch berries, stuff. yeah. Crunch, uh, yeah, that cereal's great. Yeah, cereal's awesome stuff. That, uh, I don't know. And, of course, on Paleo, you can't have the cereal and you can't have the milk. So... Any milk, or can you have, like, that soy milk stuff? Uh, you can't have any soy. You can have almond milk and almond, coconut that milk. That stuff's delicious. Expensive, but delicious. Yeah, coconut milk is, too. Coconut milk is really good. Um, so, uh, I'm, I like that. But, yeah, it's, yeah. it's created. It has made me a... And this is for the Betty Crocker portion of this fucking show. Mudflap, shut up. I don't <laughs> want to hear your shit. Um, you can learn to make a lot of things with within the limitations of that because you know there's there's no dairy there's no grains there's yeah i i I, genie i thought about it one day i'm like how do you do no carbs it's it's tough it's it's yeah it's it can be difficult but i'm telling you what there's a lot of things that you can use coconut flour and almond flour for that would be absolutely amaze you um yeah uh, you know my paul always eats breakfast in the morning before he goes to work so i had to look up these different pancakes recipes and waffle recipes and all of this shit that i could make him that he could actually have because he's allowed real maple syrup nice real oh yeah so just not non not processed yeah you just can't have the cheap stuff it has yeah. to be the so- really expensive shit <laughs> so you have to go to that guy in that i, I can't remember where it's at that though um where the uh, DEA busted in because they thought it was a meth, meth yeah, lab. Yeah, because was just they thought he had a meth syrup. lab, yeah, and it was actually maple syrup. You know, I told Jan about that, too. I kind of think it was more 
um, to do with the Department of Ag than it was drug enforcement. Because any fucking moron can look at a sugar shack and know it's a sugar shack, not a meth lab. Mm. But the thing about maple syrup is this. They have passed a lot of new regulations lately, um, and a lot of it pertains to people selling maple syrup. Really? Oh, yeah. And if you're going to sell maple syrup now, A, you have to have all the permitting to do this, and B, you have to have an inspector come out and inspect your sugar shack and all this crap, and you have to show them that all of your stuff is being done in stainless steel and blah, 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 blah. I mean, it's it's just crazy. It's like, wow. you know, they call these fucking things sugar shacks for a reason because generally they were a shack. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> I can't, uh, you just can't do nothing on your own. I mean, I guess it all depends on where you live. You live out in the sticks and people, I'm sure, will leave you alone. Yeah, you can do whatever you want with maple syrup as long as it's only for your consumption. But yes. even if you're giving it to family outside of immediate family mm-hmm. you have to have all of this stuff so i kind of think that they were going in there to try to see if they could get the guy for tax evasion that you know he had it packaged for sale or some shit like that but uh, but, but yeah i just giving it away yeah i just can't imagine having the fucking drug cops coming up your driveway um mistaking your sugar shack for a meth lab and i kind of wonder what's the matter with the neighbor's nose that turned him in that they thought that maple syrup cooking down smelled like meth. They've obviously never, <laughs> ever, ever. My dog alerted on that house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, maple syrup is quite a pleasant smell. Oh, oh, don't drip and drive. Oh, yes. That is a good don't. Yes, don't drip and drive, folks. Don't drip and drive. It's dangerous. Um, I'm not going to say I haven't done it. <laughs> you, you, we used to have to. That was our only choice. You had 510 batteries. That was your only choice. Because after about 10 drops that you could actually get in a 510, car, uh, 510 cartridge, you had to drip. Well, and, and then drive. That's where my vapor towels came in. Did, did I ever tell you about that? Um, I mean, and people that have not been vaping for, you know, four or five years don't understand this. But one of the big things was when people were learning how to operate a 510 stick kit and were dripping, um, we needed to buy stock and paper towel companies. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> there wasn't an atomizer out there that didn't have holes in it. Um, and, and if you put, if you dripped into said atomizer, um, it was going to leak out somewhere, most (laughs) likely. So one day I got really sick and tired of going through paper towels and I'm like, but I don't need a whole damn paper towel. And I'm sitting here ripping these paper towels up and this is just fucking stupid. So I handed my husband a roll of paper towels and he's like, um, did I ask for these? I said, no, but you're going to take them out to your garage. He said, why am I taking them out to my garage? I said, because you're going to put them on your fucking bandsaw, and you're going to cut it in three sections. I'm curious. Do your conversations with your husband actually go that way? Yes, they do. Like, take these out there. Why am I taking them out there? Wouldn't you just tell him up front what you wanted to do? No. 
Okay. Why would I do that? That takes all the fun out of it. Ed, you have absolutely no idea what a smartass my husband is. Um, okay. Yeah, you have no clue. Um, I love this man to the moon and back. But I am married to the biggest smartass on the planet. None of you fools hold a candle <laughs> to my husband. None of you. Um, I sat making, I was decorating Christmas ornaments one time, Ed. I used to get these beautiful hand-blown glass ornaments every year. And I would decorate one for everybody in the family. It was just okay. one of these things. Everybody looked forward to seeing what kind of ornament I gave them that year. And so I'm sitting here and I'm decorating all of these ornaments. And I would spend a half an hour and get this ornament done. And, you know, get the, the hot glue, the ribbon on the top. And I would go to set it back in the box, finished. And it, they, it would explode. They just went poosh and just disintegrated into glass everywhere. Now, this happened six times in a row. Okay. And Paul came in the house as I was just setting the sixth one down, and it exploded. And, of course, I mean, and you know me. You can imagine what this conversation went like. Motherfucking cucks. And I'm losing my shit. Uh-huh. And Paul is standing there looking at me, and he tips his head off to the side, and he says... You know, wife, I know how to fix that. I can make that much easier for you. And I look at him. I said, oh, fucking really? And he said, yeah. He said, let me see that one. And I hand him this blank, beautiful glass ornament. And he holds it up and he looks at it two different ways. And he takes it and he throws it on the floor and stomps on it. And he looks at me and he puts his hands up beside him and he goes, See? Wasn't that easier? <laughs> and then oh, he that's, ran. That, that's, that's great. <laughs> um, did you ever figure out why they were breaking? I'm thinking that he did something to them, but apparently not. How did you break so many? We, we have no idea. Unless... I don't know. Unless my glue gun had gotten defective and had gone high temp instead of low temp. But it wasn't burning me, so I have no idea. I have no idea. We're gonna, just going to call it defective Chinese glass Christmas ornaments. I, 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 we're going with that. We're going with okay. low quality ornaments because it's the only well, well, year it's ever happened. It never happened before that and it's never happened after that. But yeah, Paul did run and he was out the back door and into his garage and locked the door and as I go by the man door to go to the front of the garage door with the garage door opener in my hand, he was smart enough to unplug that fucker, too. Nah. Sounds like that uh, that little role has played, uh, once, played out once before. No, no. That's the first time he's ever actually had to go lock himself in his garage because he knew oh. I was going to kill him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. That's yeah. great. So, but, yeah, that's, that's Paul. Sounds yeah. like there's never a dull moment. We have a lot of fun. Um, we've been together for um, over 20 years, and we still hold hands and laugh and have a lot of fun with each other. It's very, very seldom that we actually even have an argument. Um, we, find, we find that the key to a happy marriage is um, having fun and spoiling each other. It works out well. And that genie's always right. No, no. 
Paul is the one that's never wrong. Ever. My husband has never, ever said that he was wrong. Oh. He will own up to the fact that occasionally he's not as right as he usually is. That's great. But that's as far as it ever goes. So, you know, there's that. Okay. The guy's a saint, so, uh, Ed. I'm telling you, he's put up with me all this time. You you can't tell me that if there is an afterlife, the minute this guy gets to the gates, they're going to saint him. <laughs> he's probably going to lock the door behind him if you're right behind him. <laughs> yeah. He's going to get there and they're going to go, oh... Oh, this is that motherfucker. Somebody give him wings. Because. Yeah. We have fun. That's what counts, though. Yes. So, is there anything else that you can think of that you would tell people not to do in regards to vaping? Well, if you would have told me what the subject was I about did earlier you, today. I did tell you what the subject was going to be earlier today. Yeah, but like, what do you mean what not to do? All right. <laughs> because we always do damn shows telling people what we are recommending that they should be doing. You know, get I'm into coming. advocacy. Do this, do that, do this, do that. Well, how about don't do this? What a concept. Yeah, I got nothing else that I can think of at the moment. All right, um, fine. Don't touch a soldering iron to your tongue to see if it's hot. <laughs> Have you tried this and learned? No, but I remember back in the Vaporcast days that um, I believe it was Scott that did that. If I remember correctly, Scott did that. Um, I just touched the solder to it to see if it melts. I, I don't remember that. I want to say he was the one that did that. Because he was the one that was doing a lot of the soldering and stuff like that. Not Adam and Jack. But yeah. Fun times. Fun times. Vaporcast was always entertaining. Yes. I'm still uh, really sad that they're not around doing their thing. Well, you know, they were on Kevin's show. Yes. Oh, yeah. I... Wasn't going to miss that. Yeah, That's, and did you miss the part where they've got an episode somewhere that has never been released? Yeah, yep. They need to find it. Yeah. Well, I, who knows if they'll ever put it out. But I would love it if those boys got back together and I would too. really started doing that. That was always lots of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on the other, I mean you have to kind of... Ha- don't they have to do one? Can you have a, a store called Vaporcast if you don't actually have a podcast anymore? Well, evidently you can. Yeah, so. Because they're doing it. Oh. All right, Mr. Green. I am going to let you go, and I'm going to drag Upstomp in here. Cool. Thank you very Listen. much, sir. I really appreciate you coming on. Of course. We'll do it again sometime I, when I uh, have more to say. Yeah, well... <laughs> I need to get you and Dane and Dagger all on here at the same time with me. One week. Of course. Because I yeah, that, I hijack yeah. your damn shows often enough. Yeah, and and we're happy for it. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't right in the head, Green. You ain't right in the head. No, 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 no. The cold solder joint. Um, before I let you go, I have one question. 
Yeah. What are you working on? What am I working on right at the moment? Yeah. I have got a Shan mod that somebody sent me because Shan had, or I guess that's her name. Mm -hmm. Is that her name? Um, had put a China DNA 40 in it. Um, and it, this thing is beat to hell. But this is, this is what his everyday user. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm doing right now. I'm, I'm dripping it all apart, putting a new DNA in it. Okay. Well, we knew you were working on something. We could hear you. Well, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, we're, we're not doing a video show. So <laughs> yeah, somebody huh? was asking what you were working, what you were doing. And I said, well, he's probably working on something. He's always working on something. Yeah. Yeah, it, there's not enough hours in the day. There's really not. After working a full-time job and coming home and then trying to do this and then having fun on Inside Vaping. <sighs> Did I miss a hashtag update Tuesday? N uh, no, um, because I should be getting an email any day now that the board should be ready. Hurry up and wait, Ed. Hurry up and wait. Yes, I know. And then... Uh, uh, post something on my on my Facebook on on Saturday. Good deal. <laughs> all right, what are you doing? sir. Why do you do that? I why always do... wondered why you do that. Why do I do like, what? It just like all of a sudden it just goes quiet. I was vaping. <laughs> Most people are glad when I shut the fuck up. You're complaining? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, why is it so quiet? How long of a vape does she take? Did she mute the mic so she could fart? <sighs> and by Bring the way, you have to work on, you have to do something about your camera angle on your show because I think that was the most shocking thing anybody said to me at VaporCon this year was, wow, I didn't realize he was that tall. Maybe it's oh. your camera angle that everybody thinks that you're a pygmy like me. <laughs> and you're not. I don't, I don't know if there's anything else I can do with my camera. I mean, it's sitting right on top of my monitor. Raise Maybe your, I got to lift my chair up yeah, a little raise bit. Raise your but chair then I'll be up or something because everybody thinks you're like five foot tall. And wow. that is definitely not the case. Nope. Six one. Six one, baby. Make you look like four and a half feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm not very tall. I'm vertically okay. challenged. Yes. And horizontally enhanced. You, you no. know what? It, that's no. that's a nice, polite way of saying that I am short and wide. No, that's not what we've been saying. Yeah, thyroid problem. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Ed. Goodbye. Have a good night. See you guys later. <laughs> Shit. Oh, and you know what? And I volunteer for this kind of abuse because he is my friend. <laughs> Upstomp, answer your damn Skype. You talking to me? Yes. I, I, you just started calling. <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing? And you, and you, you, well, first you of all, how do I too? sound? Because I, I sound... just rebuilt my computer and I haven't, uh, I haven't tried out my mic yet in broadcasting. You sound absolutely fantastic. Do I sound gorgeous? Oh, you do. 
All right. And, and you didn't tell me I was going to be uh, following Ed the Green. You know I have a man crush on that guy. Now I feel all disheveled. Oh, well, shit, I didn't know that because I'd have dragged you into the phone call while I was on here. <laughs> no, I was, uh, I, I, I had a great time. Uh, what was it? What was it now, Dane? Uh, probably a good two months ago, uh, we all got to do uh, Inside Vaping together, and it was an absolute blast. Um, and they are so fun. Um, and I, they are all, all still... great guys, and I've I've known I've known most of them for well I I only recently started actually talking to Ed, but I've I've known of Ed for five years. Um, but yeah, I've been I've been friendly with Dane and and, and the Dag Man for uh, quite a long time, and I, I love them all dearly. I, t- I and I've told this story before, but I mean when I went to VaporCon, the most famous people I knew. And vaping, and and I and I hate to say that, and don't any of y'all come back at me and, and holler at me for saying this, but back in the day, um, I was so intimidated because I got to, I needed to ask them to announce something, and True Love says, "Well, just go over there and ask Flitzy," and I'm like, "Flitzano." <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, just baby, just go over and just and you know and True Love." True love it's okay. Is, He's only two feet tall and about three inches thick. So, but it was still it was Flitzy. <laughs> it was it was Flitzanu, you know, um, Flitzy, Grim Green, and Ed. Ed was there, and um, what mod did Ed have that year? See now, uh, Grim. I have yet to meet Grim. I know Stanley. Stanley has been dying to meet Grim because because uh, uh, Nick's Nick's a big fan of Stanley, so he's dying. To go to VaporCon in hope uh, in hopes of uh, meeting Grim Green. I am um, well. In you know the first thing that was said to me when Nurse Sin and God Lover, I miss her so so much. But um, Nurse Sin took me up to introduce me to Grim Green, and the first thing Grim Green said to me was, "I'm just Nick." <laughs> and I and I'm looking at him like um. No, you know, um, and, and, and I, I cringe at the word vape famous because I, I, it cracks me. I love the whole vape famous thing. I think it's a hilarious, it's yeah, absolutely hilarious because it's nothing, <laughs> you know, in the scheme of things, it's nothing. Mm-hmm. I would, I would much, much rather, and see, and I'm like, I'm just some old lady on the internet that, you know, I'm, I'm famous to like five people on the internet, big fucking deal. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I am, I am more proud of the fact that people call me brutally honest than anything. I think you're a liar. I think you're a big fat liar. <laughs> <laughs> what is your, what is your what not to do um well uh, yeah hold on i'll ask her hold on ask her now um <gasps> did <laughs> were you hitting on stanley earlier he's he's been bugging me all night he, he's he's hanging out at my house tonight yes i was you were hitting on stanley well he, he's gonna want to talk to you but let's get through the important stuff first um so yeah uh, when you originally hit me up what was it yesterday you mm-hmm. you asked you know what, what not to what vapor what what advice would i give to vapors not to do um originally my first thought was immediately you know thinking of stanley was noobs shouldn't cloud chase um but i don't necessarily think that that's the case anymore you know you at least have to qualify that statement 
uh, so I would qualify that statement to say noobs shouldn't cloud ca- cloud chase on Macs. Um, you know, there's a lot of reputable uh, regulated mods out there now, and a lot of them can be had cheaply. Um, so I, I think it can be done safely as long as they're pro- you know appropriately trained. So I yeah. don't think you can really make the blanket statement anymore that noobs shouldn't cloud chase. Well, they can. They just need to do it safely. And I mean, yeah. and I'm all about regulated devices. You know this. Oh yeah, um, and you know I am. I, I don't. I don't use a single Mac at this point. I, I have a Mac. I have a pretty strong Mac collection, but that's literally just for the Vapocalypse at this point. I have a Mac going. Um, it, one of the three mods sitting here on the desk right now is is a Mac, and the reason I have the Mac out and I'm using the Mac is all of my DNAs. Um, my Opus Ds are DNA twenties. Mm-hmm. My uh, SNUS mod from Phased is a DNA 20. And then, you know, I have my iSticks, and, you know, they're not even actually a DNA 20. But um, Dino sent me a marquee. And Dino was kind enough to build. I'd love to check out one of those. I haven't done any dripping in a long time. uh, But the marquee is probably the closest thing that I can find that that is, you know, a dripper that I'd really want to check out. They're, They're... you know, and everybody everybody knows I'm a flavor junkie. I am all about the flavor. You know, how big mm-hmm. the cloud of vapor I put out means nothing to me. Um, other than the fact that this marquee, I, I would not take anywhere with me to stealth vape because it is not an available option on the marquee. Mm-hmm. It It's just not. Dino was kind enough to build it for me before he sent it. Yeah. And it's point two six. I never in a million years would have expected you to vape at point two six. Neither would I. But I happen to have two brand new IMR batteries here. So I was okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the only reason I did not take it apart. And mm-hmm. Dino's like, you don't have a DNA 40? I said, um, no. Why not? I said, well, how about my DNA 20s are never turned up to 20? Why the, so why, <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I do have a DNA. I have a Vapor Flask DNA 40, uh, and I do use it. But I, I tend to run it. Right now I'm running the sub the sub tank at 25 watts. Um, you know, once it gets warmer out and VG tends to flow a little faster, maybe I'll crank it up a bit. But at 25 watts, the thing puts out pretty well. Yeah. Um, and all my other devices, you know, I'm a Proveri head, uh, so all my other devices... Uh, running right around 10 11 oh watts. my god that's so. right no my proveri won't push that either the if i put that on my proveri my proveri is gonna go e1 no you know proveris aren't they're not they're not built for that yeah they're, 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 they're built to give the cleanest smoothest power in that you know 20 watt range if you have a pre p3 or or 15 watt range if you have the you know any other and have you did you see the pictures of the celtic knot Provars? No. It's pretty. Is that like for the Boston Celtics? Um, it's no. It's got an actual Celtic knot pattern around the case. It's oh cool. Yeah, it's pretty. Um, you know, I like pro vape. Um, you know, and yeah, here's the I'm thing. I'm a big fan. You know, I am not a Provari fanboy. Um, and people seem to think that if you like a Provari, that that you're a fanboy um or at the very least you're two years behind the times yeah and it's not true 
No, because it's not. Because here's the thing that I can say about my – and my Pravari is a V1. Mm-hmm. I, I did not um, – PV Dragon and – and um, nope, it wasn't me. Got that for me for my birthday um, several years ago. And I absolutely love the device because if I put a battery in the damn thing and I push the button – it is going to do what it's supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I firmly believe, and I say it all the time, watt for watt, it's the best power you can you can drive to an atomizer. Uh, even above the DNA-40. You know, if the DNA-40, and you put the DNA-40 and the P3 together, the P3 is going to have, it's going to provide a smoother vape. Mm-hmm. It's a subtle, it's a very subtle difference, but I, I firmly believe that the P3 puts out a better vape. Watt for watt. Lisa got a P3 last year at VaporCon, and it's it's a and I, I tell you, <laughs> here comes the girly. The thing I like best about the P3 is you can even change the color of the blinky light to whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's my one complaint about the P3 is they they threw a lot of bells and whistles in there, uh, but I still I still think the P3 is overpriced. They need to get that sucker down under two hundred bucks. I am, um, and and it's funny that I bring up the blinky light because I have to tell you the first, the only complaint that I have about my Pravari is the fucking light. My mini I sold, by the way. I did, I finally, I broke down and I, I sold my Pravari mini because both of my Pravaris were sitting up on the shelf and, and I wasn't using them. They were just gathering dust. I didn't need both of them. So I sold the one that I bought. Um, mm-hmm. And kept the one that was a gift to me because, yeah, I'm I'm that way. If somebody gifts me something, I will keep it forever and ever. Yeah. Um, you know, I have four silver bullets for a reason. Um, I had to turn the light off on mine, on my Pravari. Yeah, and I, ha- I hate, well, I always turn the button off. I always turn the button light yeah. off. That's the first thing I do when I get my Pravari. Yeah, the low battery indicator, fuck that. Well, not no, not that. Just the the light where every time you hit the button, it glows. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan. But with the P3, you have the OLED display that lights up every time you hit the button. And I'm normally I'm not a huge fan of that, but it gives so much good information that I have to leave it on <laughs> because I don't want to have to click it, you know, four times to to find out, you know, how much battery life I have. So I kind of got spoiled, I guess, in that way. Well, I mean, and I turned mine off because the the low battery indicator flash thing mm-hmm. would would come on, and I'm like, now I damn well know this battery's not going dead. <laughs> you want to drive it for another point too? You know, so I mean, I just turned it off, and when the battery went dead, the battery went dead. You know, if if the lights blinking, that means I have to change the battery now. Yeah. Not. In an hour from now. Right. So, yeah, I, I turned that off. That was the only thing that ever annoyed me about my about my Pravari. You know, I yeah. mean, it's well, a great it, The other thing that annoys me is, is the fact... The other thing that annoys me is the fact that all I, pretty much, I would say, 95% of my vaping time is spent on a Pravari. So a Pravari tends to last me about two years on the nose. And it's always the same thing that goes dead. It's always the switch. You know, after a while, I'll start hitting the switch to take a hit, and all of a sudden, the thing will start just flying into a menu. And so I know, all right, now I need to go ahead and throw this one into my vape closet. 
and then buy another one. So it's like every two years, almost on the nose. So that's that drives me nuts. But I mean, for any mod to last you two years when you use it as often as you do, um, that it, it's it's definitely a sentiment to the quality. So I I really can't complain, but I want to anyway. I uh, <laughs> I was sent a huge box full of stuff um, to pay forward to people, and um, and I got I got to make a guy's day this week because. Um, and he's not listening to this show, so I can tell everybody what I did on this show. Because the guy's not listening to this show, it's okay. Um, the guy was robbed at knife point. And, uh, and of course, you know, had his mod in his hand, and, of course, his mod was ripped off. Mm-hmm. So one of the things in this box um, that I decided, you know what? I Because when I opened the box up and I saw a Zen Sidewinder in the box, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? I got to find something special to do with this you know you know what right. i mean so and yeah so the guy that got robbed at knife point has a zed a zen sidewinder showing up in his mailbox um along with some wire um because actually had i had messaged him and told him that i would send him some wire because i had extra wire here um out of same said box um but I, i'm waiting for him to say you know hey what do you know about this mod? Because then I'm going to have to say absolutely nothing. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. I know that if you put an 18350 battery in it and push the button, it will fire, <laughs> you know, but because I, I never had one because I was just never really into max other than like my silver bullets and my GVM. Maybe, maybe that should be my advice. Don't use 18350s. <laughs> They're just too fucking small. Everybody drink. Remember sixteen three forties? Oh, that motherfucker! I still, I still have some of those. Just, I I should like frame them up against the wall. Bury them fucking things somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, those were awful. What, what was the other name for them? They were sixteen three forties, and they were, they were called something else, something, something one two threes or something. CR one two threes. CR one two threes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they were, awful, they were awful, awful little suckers. I mean, they fit into the most gorgeous, tiny little mods, but man, those suckers would blow your face off. I, <laughs> I went and CR twos, right? I went and bought. Um, yeah, the CR one two threes. You used to have to stack. Uh huh. Used to have to buy forum addies and, and, and stack CR one two threes. And all eighteen three forties are not created, or all sixteen three forties are not created equal. And I and this goes across for everything, okay? People do not think that an eighteen six fifty battery is the exact same height as any other eighteen six fifty battery because it's not fucking true. No, it's not. It's and, not. And and mod makers know that. Yeah. You know, especially the ones who who like to use ultra tight tolerances, like uh, the makers of the vapor flask and the saber. Oh God, the saber! Yeah. <laughs> I bought. I, Never and, got a saber. Yeah, Never got a saber. This is not anything bad about Sir Lawrence or the saber, but I I I will tell you the story of why I think sixteen three forty batteries are such a fucking piece of shit. I um. I saved up and decided that I was going to buy a variable voltage mod. And and yes, people, you need to understand. Lots of us have always had to save up to buy a device. Me more so than most people. 
Um, and I saved up funds for about six months to buy this variable voltage Saber Touch. And I you're, can... you're lucky you started vaping when you did because nowadays, six months, you know, you're already four generations behind. Uh huh. Exactly. Um, and so I saved up enough money and I ordered this Saber Touch. Hi, Troy. And um, so I get it ordered and they tell me, you know, I'm going to need two 16340 batteries to be able to go up to the top of the 6 volt range and da 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 da. Okay, fine. So I ordered 16340 batteries. So I get this device in and I'm like, why won't the end of this screw on here? And somebody's like, oh, the spring's probably just real stiff. Just force it. I'm like, okay. Well, let me tell you what. All 16340 batteries are not the same. Right. And we found this out because the protected batteries I bought did not fit in this device. And what happened was I ended up breaking it. You want to hear about a perfect storm of issues? I had a, a silver bullet. It was a brand new silver bullet. And it was just around the time when stacked bats were all the rage. Everybody was talking about stacked bats and, you know, high ohm vaping and all that stuff. So I, I had my silver bullet. I stacked two, I think it was 16340s, could have been 18350s. I'm not, I'm not sure. This was, you know, we're going back four years. Um, and this was also around the same time that Box Elder was having their little nicotine <laughs> issue. Okay, uh -huh. so <laughs> let this be a lesson. Um, so I had bought a batch of Box Elder. Just so happened it was part of the batch that was bad. Um, well, it wasn't bad. It was just way, 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 was, way gooder was, than what you thought it was. It, it was sold as 100 milligram and it was shipped as 250 and labeled as 100 milligram. So I mixed myself a nice little batch of DIY and... Um, I was all excited to try out, you know, my new rig with, with uh, the high-voltage, high-ohm setup. So I dripped this e-liquid that I thought was 18 milligram. And at 4 ohms and, what is that, like uh, 6.5 to 7 volts. And I woke up the next morning. Well, first of all, I got nauseous like five or six drags in, I got nauseous. The next morning, I woke up with blisters on the roof of my mouth. Literally, blisters on the roof of my mouth. So that 18 milligram was running, what, uh, 36 plus 9. <laughs> so 45. 45 milligram at however many crazy watts that is. I might... I might need grammar Nazis, but I can do math. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I didn't know it at the time. I thought I was I vaping 18 milligram at, at a little bit hotter than usual, you know. And, uh, you know, the clouds it was putting out was great for the time. You know, we're talking four years ago. This thing was chucking clouds. Um, so I was all excited. But then I started, you know, feeling like I was going to throw up. Uh, so, yeah, I, I was smart enough to put it down and uh, walk away. But, yeah, the next morning I literally woke up with blisters on the roof of my mouth. Yeah, so that was fun. Yes, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Hold on. I want to talk to her now. Sorry, he's 
He's getting antsy. He is just so cute. Yeah, he's all right. Um, but uh, yeah, so so um, I had a couple of things to talk about as far as what not to do. Uh, the first thing I think is, you know, Stanley and I kind of share this is uh, don't take the Internet and especially our online community, the vaping community, too seriously. Um, a lot of people, you know, they, they kind of behave on the Internet kind of like they're driving in their car. And anytime somebody cuts them off, they feel like they need to ram them in the ass. Um, I mean that figuratively. Um, and you, you really, sometimes you just need to walk away, you know. <clears throat> Figuratively. Figuratively. <laughs> Turn the other cheek. Um, and the, and the other thing is, and Stefan, my good friend Stefan, uh, kind of stole my thunder a little bit here, but I, I think I can expand on on what he was talking about. Uh, you know, I, I've had this conversation with Dimitri multiple times, and I think it's finally started to sink in. Uh, to the advocates, advocates, advocates out there, um, don't try to shame vapors and vendors into advocacy. Uh, you, you're really not going to be fruitful in that endeavor. It's just not going to happen. Um, and I learned that a long time ago. You know, li living in Massachusetts and dealing with Second Amendment issues, you're you're not you're just not going to be able to shame people into wanting to actively advocate for something. Um, you'll do a much better job just leading by example. You know, you become po you you tend to become popular with the general public in a given community just by being an advocate. And others will want to follow you. But as soon as you start targeting people and trying to shame them, you're just going to scare them away. And this hasn't been so much of an issue as of late, at least not around here. Um, but it's I think it's always good advice. Just just don't do that. <laughs> don't you know, don't don't call people don't call people out, especially specifically. Um just just lead by example just do what you're doing you know stefan's doing great stuff over there in california and he you know he's been he's been driving uphill for a long time in an environment where vaping is incredibly successful but at the same time he doesn't have as much backup as he should but he doesn't he doesn't dwell on that he just keeps going forward and you can see the success that he's having in just by just by leading by example I mean, as a consumer, if if you go into a shop and you ask them if they are supporting CASA and they go, well, what is that? Um, if you're not comfortable with that, then don't spend your money there. Um, yeah, and that's that's kind of the other facet to that. If if you're putting yourself out there and you're publicizing the fact that these organizations exist, uh, vapors are going to catch on to that. And if you can encourage those vapors to ask the questions of their favorite vendors, then eventually the vendors are going to have to take notice. But you don't have to go out and publicly shame them in order to, to get that kind of, uh, you know, that kind of reaction. 
you know, and a lot of a lot of vendors aren't they're not going to be comfortable working with or talking with with government officials. That's just a fact of life. And a lot of them probably shouldn't be. Uh, so you you know, you don't know their situation, you know, so it, it really it behooves you to, like Stefan said, make make your comments, make your case and then move on. If they don't, if if you don't feel like you're getting a positive reaction out of them, move on. Move on to the next vendor. You know, there's there's no reason to be calling people out and saying these vendors are sitting on their fucking asses and doing nothing. You're not going to get any friends doing that. Doing that. You know. I mean, I am. I think the thing that shocks me the most is the amount of <clears throat> e-cigarette companies. Or e-cigarette sites. How many how many vendor sites there are out there that still make some sort of a health claim? Yeah, and I think a lot of that just stems from ignorance. Um, and unfortunately, you know, in the age that we live in, where ignorance is seen as malice very quickly. Uh, and, you know, somebody who makes an ignorant statement will be attacked viciously on the Internet. And if you're being attacked viciously on the Internet, a natural reaction to that is to get defensive. You know, and that kind of points back to my, my point about not taking the online community too damn seriously. Um, you know, you can make a mistake, you can own up to it, and you can fix it. We We've seen that numerous times in this community um but when uh, when a lot of people are, are viciously attacked their natural re reaction is going to be to f to flip out and you know take their toys and go home or just try to weather the storm and not correct anything that happens uh frequently um in dealing with different um anti-vaping groups and politicians on twitter um, there, there always seems to be the people that want to say, you know, you're a fucking liar and you're just spreading shit and you're, you know, that's, that, that's just really not the, the best idea, um, as a way to try to convince these politicians who are most likely operating in ignorance of actual fact, mm -hmm. um, that they're incorrect. Um, right. And, and I'm just as guilty as anybody yeah. of doing that. I mean, living in Massachusetts, you know, it's a foregone conclusion that here, you know, vaping is going to be, vaping is going to die. This is going to be one of the first states to just outright ban the stuff because that's the kind of state we live in. Um, so I'm just as guilty as the next guy um, of lashing out at politicians here because I, I've been so frustrated for, you know, for as long as I've known about politics uh, living here. Uh, you know, people talk about Elizabeth Warren in the New England Vapors group like, oh, you shouldn't be a one-issue voter. Well, you're in a, you're in a vaping group in Massachusetts. <laughs> you know, you, you don't expect me to lash out at Elizabeth Warren? <laughs> you know, are you kidding me? Um, and that's kind of the mentality here is they, they don't see vaping as the microcosm of personal freedom that it is 
you know, they, they, they think, oh, vaping is vaping, and I'm going to continue voting for people who would outlaw vaping because I agree with them on all the other rhetoric that they spew. You know, and I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just beyond that. <laughs> I have no time for that. We, um, I have been doing everything that I can, um, actively about the new FDA regulations and, or not the FDA, the EPA regulations on, on wood burning stoves. Oh. Um, well, I mean, and, and upstom, it's not that, you know, I have a fireplace that hasn't been lit in 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a chimney fire and, you know, right. yeah, you, you don't have a dog in this hunt, but it's, I, it's, I will never it's, use it, but we it's do, a matter of principle. Yeah. We do heat with a wood pellet stove, which does meet their requirements, which is fine. But right. Because, because you're still point. using coal energy, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not that, you know, the fact that my wood pellet stove meets their criteria and is, is allowed, isn't the point. It's the point right. that. From my perspective, the federal government is, again, stepping in and making it illegal for you to be able to provide for yourself. Right. You know? Yeah. They, we they, have... Well, it's like it's the same exact thing as the old, the the rainwater, collecting rainwater. Yeah. It's pretty much a, a net zero carbon process. Burning oh, f- fire burning. Yeah, absolutely. It was explained to me very simply when we were in the market for one. If if you have a, a tree that falls, all that carbon is going to be released into the atmosphere over time. Whether you burn it over an evening or whether it whether it degrades over, you know, five years, all that carbon is going to be released into the atmosphere. Yeah, I mean it's it's not about it's not about the pollution to me. Um, mm-hmm. I really honestly do not believe that it has anything to do with air quality because if no, it, it was does. seriously it's about a, it's air a, quality it's a, it's a it's political it's it has to do with the energy industries mm-hmm. that's all it has to do with they and there and the government wants and i don't want to really i really don't want to get on a big kick here but the government wants dependency what are you going to do when jan comes on this call i i know i know well should i stay on for jan yes <laughs> Okay. Um, no, the the government feeds on dependency, mm-hmm. and you know, wood burning stoves are antithetical to that. It's all about as money. as small a part of the big picture as that is. Yeah, you call it's, it dependency, and I say it's all about the money, and both of us mean the same fucking thing. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it goes hand in hand. You talk about government regulations. Those government regulations are more often than not created by industries that are looking to save their own financial asses. Yes, JB, exactly. CO2 is plant food. And what do you do when you buy a quart of wood? What are you doing? You're ordering a bunch of trees to be replanted. So, I mean, it's, you know, the efficiency on them is is too high to suit them. The- that, and I think that's the problem is the new they, – they've kind of stubbed their own toe. They've created these regulations about efficiency in wood stoves that the industry has been able to meet. Mm-hmm. And that has created less and less dependence on 
you know, con, you know, contemporary home heating systems. Because you, uh, uh, you know, one little batch, you know, one little batch of wood can heat your home for two days now, where before it would only heat your home for four hours because the new wood stoves are so efficient. They reburn smoke and, you know, they have these rebreathers and all this crap going on in them. And I, I mean, and we, I love my pellet stove if, if anything happened to it. And see, and here's the thing that people just don't get. Um, where I live in Pennsylvania, we sit on top of some really, really good natural gas reserves here. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, you would think that that would mean that I can economically heat my house with natural gas, wouldn't you? Well, no. <laughs> Global economics, they won't allow that. Yeah, because um, where we live, we pay some of the highest natural gas prices in the country, mm -hmm. um, which is just really fucked up. Because I'm like, you're taking it out of the ground under my house. Yeah, you could like, you could like dip a straw into your <laughs> into your backyard and, and, like, and suck the shit out. <laughs> there are there are um, storage caves, storage caverns here, mm -hmm. um, where natural gas is pumped all the way up here through um, from as far away as Texas in pipelines, and it's pumped into these natural caverns in the ground um, mm -hmm. for storage, and. You know, our natural gas price, what we were paying actually for the natural gas is one thing. But um, when they opened the market on gas, the same as they did, they um, deregulated electricity. Um, what happened to our natural gas prices here was they started charging you a transmission fee. Well, that's the thing. When, when, when politicians start talking about deregulation... It's not a good thing. It's not. Well, it's not deregulation. It's augmentation. Let's let's twist the laws in such a way. Because, again, who writes these laws? It's not the politicians. It's the industry. It's the lobbyists working on behalf of the industry that write these regulations. Like net neutrality. And, and I do not want to get off on that tangent. Who do you think is writing the regulations about net neutrality? Verizon, Comcast, Time Warner. They are writing those regulations. They, um, the, the transmission fee doubled your gas bill here. And now, and, and this is just for a comparison to try to make this make sense to some people out there that, that don't burn wood, have no clue, they live in an apartment in some city somewhere and don't give a shit. Well, here's the thing. Here's why you should care. Because what they did with this is my gas bill to heat this house was over $500 a month. During the winter, yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. I think we pay close to that now with oil. Yeah, we have heat on here from mid-October, sometimes into the beginning of May. Mm -hmm. We we tend to, I think our average is eighteen hundred bucks a year for oil, eighteen to twenty five hundred, depending. Oh no! But ninety ninety percent of that happens between the month of the months of December and February. Yeah. Well, we go through um, two and a half to three and a half tons of wood pellets a year. That's actually not bad. It's not. 
and my no. house with my hands. One thing with my RSD is my hands are very temperature sensitive. Mm-hmm. Too hot, they're miserable. Too cold, they're miserable. So my house is between. So you need to stick them into a into a vat of porridge. Yeah, kind of. Where they're where they're just right. Yep, um, my house is seventy four degrees. 72 to 74 degrees. See, we, we set ours at, uh, during the winter, it's 63 at the high and 60 at night when yeah. we're in bed. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's that's what we that's what we end up doing. We still pay that, that much money. I year. would die. It's, it's cold. It's cold, but it's tolerable. I'm half Canadian, so I, I can deal with cold. It's snow that I hate, and that's just, that's a learned, you know, response. Yeah, so... <laughs> So yeah, so we could we could provide our house with all of the heat that we need for right around a thousand dollars a year. With Com- with pellet with yeah. pellets, um, yeah. compared to a minimum of double that in natural gas. Now natural gas is going to take, you know, how long to make more? Oh my God, that's right! It's a millennium, isn't it? <laughs> see now if you could run your pellet stove and, and to my understanding the pellet stove it only really requires power on the outset right like when it first fires up no it has to have power all the time oh it has to have power to to feed the hopper right no to run the blowers to run, they, oh because it has their, a fan in it yeah, right they get right, their okay. efficiency from the fact um that they use the electric blowers my electric bill is nothing compared to my gas bill. Um, right. Well, uh, 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 you're essentially just running a small fan, and the hopper has to open up once in a while. So right. there's really all not all that much. But you also have the heating coil when when it first needs to start burning. No. 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 There's the, so the how, well how do how do the pellets catch on fire? You take the blowtorch, you set the pellets on fire, and you close the door. Oh, you actually light them on fire? No kidding. See, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, they have them with electric starters in them. We don't have that. Mm. I don't have that. That's that's what I'm used to hearing about. Is yeah, ones, no, because when mine starter. is on, it's on. Mine okay. once my pellet stove gets lit, there's a yeah, couple. So, of times so you in could the run fall. that sucker on a car battery yeah. for a day. Pretty much. Yeah, but I mean, so I guess, and and the reason this ties into what not to do is don't pigeonhole yourself into one cause. And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with just advocating for e-cigs and vaping. No, no, certainly not. I mean, that's what we but if vaping is we tend to concentrate anything, on. Yeah, but, we should pay attention to everything that the government's doing because yeah, I, there's I, all kinds I, of shit. And just like with the Second Amendment, it te- you know, fighting these fights tends to create a lot of libertarians. It, ju- it just does. It tends to open people's minds as to what is actually going on in government. And I think ultimately that's going to be their downfall. And you know this conversation. They, they keep is they be keep really... attacking these these subcultures. Eventually, there's going to be enough subcultures around where people are just going to say, you know what, nah, live and let live. You know. <laughs> you know when Jan gets here, this conversation is probably going to be really interesting because you realize she's been at a Casa board meeting all this time. I I know I know she got she got on the board. I was asked to. Well, I, I won't I won't get into that. I don't have much free time. 
but I do tonight. So, <laughs> and and so does Stanley. Um, yes, I'll get to you. I'll get to you. Hold on. <sighs> he saw me in Rich's show, didn't he? Yes, he did. He did. And. I tell you, and when I remember to do it. And, and then when he came into the room here, he, he saw your comment as soon as he came into the room. Oh, my swoon. Yes. Yeah. Stanley yeah. is. He saw, he saw that. He's, so he's absolutely adorable. He's very yes. excited. He's very excited to talk to you. But <laughs> I'm not quite ready to give up the mic. Um, you know, and I just, I think we tell people what they should do a lot and we don't tell them what probably really isn't a good idea very often. You know? No, but I, I think in general, you know, a lot of us talk about the fact that we need some reasonable regulation because we're not doing a good job of regulating ourselves. And I feel the exact opposite. Um, I, I feel like we do a hell of a job regulating ourselves um you know everything from from box elder way back in the day you know we put the kibosh on that you know the government did not have to step in on that we put the kibosh on that they disappeared as a result of that and you know so everything from back then which which was about a week-long story before they disappeared oh yeah up until now when you have you know, new mod makers coming out with shit that people are prepaying for and never getting their stuff. They, they disappear. And now, now nobody's pre-ordering mods anymore. Oh no, they're still doing it. Well, well, and, and good luck to them, <laughs> you know, at this point, <laughs> you know, there, there are always, that. there are I'm always going to be people, you know, especially new vapors who, who don't, who don't want to slow down, who don't want to learn what's, what's going on. Um, and you know, I was a vapor for, I think three years before I was scammed into, into buying a, a mod that I won't mention ham. <clears throat> um, and it's still sitting here as a paperweight. How about the, a, the mod that I a $200 paperweight never got like <clears throat> the J box. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that was that was even earlier. That was yeah, you're talking. Somebody, somebody actually went to a show and, and sent me audio clips of of a different vaping show and and why they sent them to me, I don't know because it's not like I give a shit what this jackass thinks of me because I can't stand him either. So we're good. But um, that you know they were talking about how um, and here's the thing about Vapor's Place. Kevin does not dictate what any of us do on our shows. There's very little that Kevin won't allow us to do. Okay. No, I mean... Well, um, and there's some things that we do that Kevin Kevin would probably not care for us to do. Um, I am more particular about that than other people. Um, I'm very thankful that Kevin has allowed me to do this show here, which, by the way, next week is 100. Um, doesn't seem like I've been here that long, but evidently I've been at Vapor's Place for at least 100 weeks. Um, more than that, because I've missed some shows. Um, but, you know, I am re really grateful to Kevin that he has given me this platform to be able to do these shows. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if I know a subject is, 
going to be something that Kevin really doesn't agree with, um, I don't do it. Um, and that's well, you could you could at least put it past him, you yeah, know, clear um, it with him. And, and I have, and there's a couple of things that I brought up to him that he's like, um, that's going to be an. I'm like, okay. No, and, no and I, 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 I've always given Kevin huge props for the network. I mean, if you want content, reliable content, this this is the network. This is it. You know, and, and I've been blessed enough, you know, to be on a, a few shows that are on this network. This is not a format that I could do on a weekly basis, and I don't understand how any of you guys are able to do it. Um. I, I just I don't have the time. I don't have the resources to be able to put shows together the way that this network is able to do. But I, I do love the network, and I I listen I listen to every pretty much every single podcast every week. This is this is my drive to work and my drive home. Is well, this is this network? Well, the the audio clips that I was sent was you know Vapor's place was was getting smacked up over we are vapors well you know what um i don't think that there's a soul here that didn't donate money to that so my answer to that was fuck you i lost money too you know we we donated as well that doesn't mean i'm gonna stop doing what i think is is good for advocacy it's not gonna stop me sometimes Um, people have a hard time making that connection where you know, the network doesn't necessarily dictate, you know, every little piece of content that goes on in their network. And and by extension, they don't dictate every single person who's on promoting a certain project. Yeah, I mean, well, the same thing happened with the J-Box. You know, when, when Jason mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. went poof, like a cloud of smoke, um, you know, that got brought up again and i'm like why the fuck are they still bringing that up do they not realize that kevin and i both paid for a device that we didn't fucking get right but the vape team was smart they they nipped it right in the bud they said here's the deal he disappeared you know we're just as dumbfounded that's the thing when when something goes wrong own up and you know folks will tend to uh tend to be a little more lenient on you than when when you try to disappear say hi to jan hi jan it's been a while it's been a while it's been a while yeah yeah how are you i'm i'm groovy how you doing (laughs) i i Uh, I hope i didn't uh offend your objectivist uh of i i don't know that i'd call me an objectivist um no um i think the things that we think we know are not exactly what we know Whoa, so no, everything is fluid and everything is changing. So it's all good. That sounds a lot like my liberal uh, philosophy teacher in college. Well, <laughs> um, I, I think a lot of the things that we know and we take for granted aren't exactly what they are. For instance, everyone is taught in school that Article One of the Constitution that the only laws that are made in this land are made by Congress, and that is simply not true. There are regulatory agencies that force all kind of burdensome laws down our throats all the time. Well, there's the whole, uh, oh, what do they call it? Um, Informal constitutional amendments. Yes. (laughs) So, you know, the things that we think we know aren't um, always true. 
every kid I know saw how a bill becomes a law, and they think that's the way a bill becomes a law, and that's not always true. The FDA no, can make I think laws. You know, the SNL that, version of that skit is actually it, much more accurate. Yeah, where the bill gets thrown down the stairs. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so... I guess I missed a lot this evening. I feel really bad. I'm sorry. Um, got to have a Kasa meeting. Those are, those are, um, depressing. Um, no, you know, not really. It's just, uh, divvying up the work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really? It was, it was Karen in on, on that meeting. Yes. Yeah. Yes. How, how's yeah. she doing? I actually haven't even had a chance to talk to her in like, you know, I haven't, I, you know, it's funny. Karen always told me she really didn't have time. Even when she did the show with me, she always told me she really didn't have time. I didn't realize like how much of a chunk of her time was really eaten up. She really literally has no time. The only time I see her yeah. is during CASA meetings. So yeah. Yeah. I guess she's doing okay. I mean, yeah. you know, she's she's in Massachusetts. How good can she be doing trying to battle all this stupid local legislation? Yeah. I, <laughs> and I, from the beginning, when, when she and I first started hanging out at, at the New England Vapors meets, we were pretty much in agreement that, look, Massachusetts is a lost cause, period. And this and this was five years ago. Well, I mean, Massachusetts it, is a lost cause. We can slow the damage as long as we can in order yeah. to to gain as much out of the community right. uh, as we can in that period of time, and hopefully, you it's know, just, w- when it comes to it, we'll be we'll have some troops to fight. But you really, if you see a news article mentioning a man named DJ Wilson, DJ Wilson is the cause of ninety nine percent of your problems in that whole area, the tri state area. That is the cause of 99% of your problems. Just research DJ Wilson tobacco control and you will see why you have all those problems up there. It's ridiculous. I'm I'm, I'm (laughs) making a note here. Hold on. DJ Wilson tobacco tobacco control. And then you will wind up going through this whole maze of organizations this man is involved with. Does he make him want to cry? I yeah. actually have an in to the governor. Nice. Don't tell anybody though. Don't okay. tell anybody. I, the, sh- the new the new governor here. Uh, <laughs> I actually have an in, mm-hmm. um, along with a couple of mayors. He's talking about it on the internet. Well, don't tell anybody. I, I, well, here's, here's the thing: a lot of the mayors and the governors all belong to the same organization that Mr. Wilson belongs to, and a lot of their funding comes from the CDC. Right. Well, well, all uh, all but, roads lead back to the nation's capital. <laughs> well, don't they always? They um, pretty much do. But our, our new governor um, mm-hmm. has been much more open, at least at least on his on his face, he's been right. much more open uh to well, You know, yeah. it's pretty it's pretty hard not to be once you have the person who was one of the actual architects for the WHO Tobacco Control Treaty, stand up and say, "No, you can't treat these yeah. like that. You have a real problem." Yeah, he's 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 jump ship essentially. Yes. He's he yeah. said, "All right, enough is enough. Yeah, you you yep. can't you can't put the kibosh on this anymore. Yeah, stop um, this ridiculous nonsense." Right, uh, but at the same time, that's not going to stop, you know, quote unquote. Uh, <laughs> modest regulation 
modest uh, regulation, which which will be again dictated by the heavy hitters in the industry. Of course it will, um, and of course you know Mr. Glance is just behind a whole lot of that, which is just. <sighs> I like that he's whining and crying. I did like that the journal, the cart. Well, he calls it a journal. Christopher Snowden calls it a comic book, but the journal Tobacco Control <laughs> rejected his his letter. That's funny. I bet that's never happened to him before. And I also like that he's complaining. It that's made awesome. my fucking day. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a special kind of creep. He's something else. He's very, very happy to tell you how to live your life. And then you look at him and you go, well, okay, you're all about healthy lifestyles and living a good life. Why aren't you dieting and exercising? Yeah, and, and why? what's with the beard? <laughs> he, he just looks... I, I don't want any letters. I don't want I know, any What the fuck's that got to do with being healthy, though? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God knows what's living in it. Yeah. No, so, he he is the reason why I wish Penn and Teller's bullshit was still on the air. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. That yeah. guy, Penn and Teller would have a field day with that fucktard. Oh yeah, they would. Although, um well you remember when they dissected secondhand smoke. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure out why they rolled back on that. Because they back on they rolled back on it. Because they've actually, yes, they have. They've interviewed Penn and Teller about it, and they're like, well, new information came to light, and everybody Uh, I know has been trying to figure out, well, what the fuck was this new information? uh, No, you know, (laughs) they were duped. Uh, I I, I listened to the Penn, the Penn Gillette uh, podcast. Okay, so like Penn Sunday School? Yes, yes, exactly. Yay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Brofist. And no, they, they, they were duped. They were duped, um, and and Penn knows that now. But oh. of course, you know you're talking two years later. Yeah, of course. Nobody, and nobody's going to be commenting on that. Well, not really. But it's still that was that was a great show, and they they did um, the dihydrogen monoxide thing. That was great. Oh, I love that. <laughs> the dihydrogen monoxide at the uh, the Water. environmental. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that we should was great. point that out. They we they should, invented dihydrogen monoxide. Yeah, we it was great. Point that out to people because I mean it's it still and every once in a while it comes back up on Facebook, um, and you know unless you want to look at it and you're having flashbacks to your chemistry class, <laughs> people don't understand that that's water. It's water. Yes. Yeah, exactly. but you had you had the head of a huge environmental movement in what was it Central Park. Yeah, <laughs> it was this huge, <laughs> huge brouhaha in Central Park. The head, the organizer, saying, "Yes, I, I understand about dihydrogen monoxide. I'll sign your, your I'll sign your petition." petition. Yeah. It's kind of like the. I mean, and I'm not a huge fan of Mark Dice because I think a lot of the stuff that he talks about and goes off on is just way out there. But I really like it when he goes out to like the beach on Fourth of oh, July and talks to people. The, the about Fox the News guy. No, Mark Dice. He's he's a he's a YouTube guy. I, he, but that, is he the guy that they they're constantly playing on Fox News though? 
that uh, he goes out and asks them history questions and all that? Oh, yeah. It might be him. Yeah. But he also has um, like a, a video log that is just weird. He's always going off saying, oh, the Illuminati this and the Illuminati that. And I'm like, you are just too weird. Yeah, I but like I don't like that. But when he exposes how ignorant people are of their history, I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Because oh, people the, don't realize how much stuff you're not taught in school. Was that yes, the guy Jenny. that was that the guy that I posted the video about? The news it, video that I posted this. I think I was so. Out that's on the that's beach my asking these high school students. Yeah, that's that's kids. who yeah. I'm relating this to. Yeah, it it might be. It was. It's fucking hysterical. Um, I just posted that the other day, and I mean, you know, who did we fight in the Civil War? Um, Japan. <laughs> my England? favorite. My favorite thing was he was at the beach 4th of July. And, of course, he's in California, so he's not going to get the most um, erudite responses. But he's asking people, you know, why did we celebrate 4th of July? And they're looking at him stupidly. And he's like, because we're celebrating, you know, victory over Japan. And he's giving them all these answers. (laughs) And people are going, no, it's when we declared our freedom from Mexico. What? (laughs) Mexico. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. That's pretty funny stuff. I blamed it on Common Core earlier, Jan. You were you were in your meeting, and and I said, you know, I kind of blame this on Common Core because I graduated I from high school and I know this shit. I don't know that you can blame all that on Common Core. I mean, you, you have know, to. Common look. Core is mostly math and like, yeah, friendly reading. math and happy yeah, numbers and yeah, yeah. yeah. I, Core, no history is they're literally just just. They're butchering Redacted, history. They're redacting history books. And anything you know about history that you... I can tell you today, I know no kid in high school had to read the Federalist Papers. I did. I never, I know, I never had to. I, I, I did when I first discovered discovered uh, libertarian thought. Mm-hmm. I read the Federalist and the Anti-Federalist. The Anti-Federalist. Papers. Yeah, and they're pretty um, interesting. They're they're pretty diametrically opposed and, and really interesting. Um, but they're all, they're all both... It's funny. You have the anti-federalists who are actually the more libertarian of yeah. the two. Uh, but at the same time, both were strongly uh, more pro-freedom than anything that we see today. You, you, you're you not really going to see that. Uh, right. Not anymore. And the government... And not just the government, but you have to look at the Department of Education and how it was formed. If you look at the people who had a hand in founding the Department of Education, you'll understand why children are fucking idiots today. Because they wanted workers that were just, I mean, to quote George Carlin, smart enough to run the machines and stupid enough to passively accept their place. Mm Mm-hmm. So um, that's how you get what we get. And that's when I went to high school, I couldn't stand it. I I switched to a private high school. I got a job so that I could pay my tuition because I knew the education I was going to get there was going to be much better than anything I would get in state school systems. And taught me critical thinking, which you don't really get in schools anymore. No, no, you don't. Which is kind of a shame. So, like, homeschooling, I think, is probably going to be a big thing. Oh, it's a pain it, right in my ass this week. <laughs> what? It's a pain Something in Something about your ass? <laughs> so, what's going on now with the homeschooling, Jenny? Oh, nothing. Just PowerPoint presentations. I don't know PowerPoint. I don't want to know PowerPoint. I shouldn't ever have to fucking know PowerPoint. <laughs> 
15 pages. That was lovely. Well, that was always a favor. Mm-hmm. That was always, <laughs> I no, that was always I a always, favor. <laughs> no, I, I always did mine. Although it took me forever because my typing skills were not great. I, I, I didn't, I don't I didn't do... learn to appreciate education until I was working in a factory and I quit smoking dope. <laughs> That's when I you woke know, up and I, I said, gotta... uh, I need to kind of go to college. <laughs> you know, I really liked I really liked school. Um, I don't think school taught me enough. And I think I learned a lot more as I left my 30s than I ever did in high school and and a lot more stuff about um, our history as a country and the history of the world um, than I ever would have learned in school. And a lot of the things that happened in the past really do shape how things are happening right now. And people don't understand that because it is really, like you said, being redacted, edited right out of school books. So kids are not being taught yeah, anything the, and i the know the history component is easy the the math stuff you know they have to be much more subtle with the history stuff mm-hmm. they just they just wipe it right out rewrite it oh i mean you know, my, and, and, my favorite god no i was just going to say they they rewrite it and after 10 or 20 years it's no longer history you oh, it's, it's no longer under, understood as as being factual yeah. So it's you know, it, that that's easy. Well, when you when you look at the state of affairs today, even you don't have a fourth estate that functions as a fourth estate anymore. And that was actually vitally important in the beginnings of our history as a country. Um, people didn't know what their elected leaders were doing and they really depended on the press to tell them. Just as we do today, but that is so manipulated and so false. And, you know, look at what happened with Brian Williams. Hmm. When you have a newscaster who's like the number one newscaster in the face of a entire network says things like that, it, it only makes sense that the country had shifted so far to the Daily Show for getting their news. Right. Right. It's all a sign of problems with that, too. Um, I have yet to figure out why he wasn't just terminated. In the in the face of the outrage of everybody in the country, I was really just kind of shocked that it took them so long, the network, um, to <sighs> actually say, we need to get rid of this guy to, to save face, at least. Well, the, the bigger problem, I think, is that we put so much faith in him in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, I, these, I would agree with that. I, I, all, all these news agencies have an agenda, mm-hmm. and they all have you know their their flagship project pr- product. And in this case, it was it was Mister Williams. Brian Williams. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, you know. It's more it's more a commentary on the fact that we put so much stock into these talking heads than it is the fact that one of these talking heads just fell flat on his face. Well, I think a bigger part of 
what you're going to see something I'm going to call it the rise of the fifth estate. Um, the fifth estate is going to be your podcasters, your video bloggers, your traditional bloggers. And that yeah. is going to be the hugest shift in how people get news. People that are unpaid right. to and report so, it are going to report it. So what you're going to have to watch out for are plants, mm -hmm. essentially, at this point, right? Mm -hmm. I think so. You're going I mean, to have to there's, watch there's out just, for... There's going, to be so, there's going to be so much noise out there that you're not going to have the opportunity to figure out who's, who's actually reporting and who's just you know, spewing out what's being fed to them. From a third well, party. Yeah. Very true. And it, I mean, when things really started getting bad, when you had six corporations that owned all of the media in your country, that's pretty bad. But when they started, I, I don't, I don't even know if people are aware of this. They started partnering with the white house. The white house would give them stories every day. But right in the early 90s and I know that's when I myself started tuning out of the news I didn't know why I just knew that whatever news was on be it Fox or be it CNN um, the nightly news none of it told me anything that really related to me and they were all like Conan O'Brien showed telling you the same story so yeah, they, they'd essentially they'd essentially feed they they'd guarantee you certain newsworthy stories in exchange for staying away from the really detrimental stuff. Yeah. And, and that only worked out. Well, I guess it worked out well for them. Although if you look at the dwindling numbers, I don't think it worked out all that well for them. And you had, a lot of people tuning over to RT America just because it gave you a, a vastly different viewpoint than the news here. The news here, you know what Voice of America is? I've heard it. They've been known okay. to cut a little rug. Well, Vo Voice of America is our propaganda arm. It's how we, we put the news into the world that we want to know. But if you were to put Voice of America side by side with NBC News, ABC News, CBS News, whatever their written headlines were, because every website now has like that written news portion, they were almost identical for the last seven or eight years. So we've been essentially fed the same stuff that other countries have been being fed as far as news goes. So it's very hard to trust the press that comes from this country for me anyway um mm -hmm. all of our very serious reporters have had to go to the uk to russia to other countries just to report on this country that's frightening but that's how it is now and um you know, I, I think people are becoming more aware of that. And as they become more aware of that, they understand that they cannot trust the messages that are coming from their government on a regular basis. And I guess, ergo, if you can't trust that, you really can't trust what they're telling people about e-cigarettes now, can you? Right. Well, uh, great segue. Um, 
<laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but but you still it, it, you know going going back to the e-cig phenomenon, um, mm-hmm. you still see a lot of people just falling in line and saying, yeah, you know, especially the newer vapors yeah. saying things like, oh, well, you shouldn't be a one-issue voter. <laughs> And that goes back to what I was saying earlier, that that you're you're missing the big picture. If they're Mm going to come after you about e-cigs and restrict your rights on e-cigs, what else are they going to restrict your rights on? Well, I but people don't see it that way. Oh, they don't Um, because they there's still a segment of people that trust the government to look out for what's best for you. They're not doing that. They yeah, they're going to vote. They're going to continue. They're going to continue to vote blue, or they're going to continue to vote red, because that's my team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <sighs> you know, and <laughs> there couldn't yeah. be a worse you, you thing. You really for can't this change country. their mind. No, and there couldn't be a worse thing for this country than to be that. To be <sighs> my. My my to, father to think within their box. Yeah, my it's, my it's, father now. It's funny. My father was a lifelong Democrat. He was also a Marine, so he can remember back when the Democrats were very anti-war, and my father retired mm-hmm. from the Marines. This is just to give you an idea of of what like my childhood was like. Um, and it was this past year we had an election uh, here in Florida and, and we got to vote on like medical marijuana and, and all of these horrific candidates. And, and I went down the line and, and I voted and my parents voted and everybody came home and they said to me, my, my dad, who's like 82 <laughs> looked, turns, looks at me and goes for the first time in my life, I voted libertarian. There was no better choice. Mm. No, well, I, it's not him. something I expected to hear from my dad. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, change does come even if it comes slowly, which yeah, is kind yeah. of a good I thing. Mean, so, we, in many ways, I, I do think we're we're kind of at a head at this point. You know, I think that, you know, the Ron Paul phenomenon in the last couple of elections has really kind of awoken a lot of people, even though a lot of these people are still they still don't truly understand what's going on. They do understand that there's a problem, that there's a, a, a substantial and, and rooted problem in the system. And they're more willing at this point, I think, to open up to, you know, a third choice. Is there anybody out there that doesn't think that the system is fucked? Are there seriously? No, I, that well, that's good? the thing. Everybody knows that the system is fucked. They're just... They're not. They're not willing to make the jump between fucked and I can no longer vote Republican or Democrat. Well, yeah, it, it is. Because it's remember, not even about that. Well, no, it, it's not. It, it's more about saying I, I deserve another choice. I, and if you don't like, if you're sincerely 
a Democrat at heart, I would urge you to vote for the fucking Green Party. I really would. I don't believe in anything the Greens stand for, but I'll tell you what. I, I would they're think principled. you would get a... They're very principled. They've gone to jail to try to go and participate in the debates. Um, they are very principled people. They honestly believe in what they're trying to do. This isn't about money for them. I would say the same right. about uh, Gary, Gary Johnson, who says he's going to run again, by the way. So I'm kind of excited yeah, about he'll that. He'll probably get was, my vote again. Yeah. I think so, too. I can't. I cannot stomach the idea that I'm going to look at the ballot again and it's going to look like a repeat of the 90s. We're going to have a Bush again and we're going to have a Clinton again. I, I, I can't. Their policies were equally as bad. E each party's policy was equally as bad as the one that came before it. They just built upon each other. Right. So it really is... Time yeah. for a, a different and that's and that's a, that's a, that's a literal interpretation. That's that's not rhetoric. That's a literal interpretation of 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 the policies between Bush and Clinton. There that's really was no happened. difference. It's exactly no. What it, the only difference Every... was in was in rhetoric. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, and if you are the kind of person that doesn't understand. The only people you're given as choices are the people that the Council on Foreign Affairs wants to give you, the IMF and the World Bank, because they're willing to fall lockstep in line. They're willing to let the Federal Reserve and, and other governmental agencies suck away your wealth and give it to the rich corporations. That's what all of these corporations exist for. That's what all of these independent, what do they call themselves, NGOs exist for. To change our regulations, to change our way of life, to funnel our wealth to larger corporations. And it's very hard to get people to understand it doesn't matter if it's red or blue. They're all going to do the same thing. <laughs> Dagger says vote Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God bless you. <laughs> I know how that sounds when I say it, which is why, like, I'm on Jeannie's show, so I'm saying this stuff. I would never say this stuff on my show. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jeannie. I Why? Wouldn't. I, I would expect this I on your show. I would expect more fucks and shits on, on Jeannie's show. I don't say anything I can't prove on my show. I cannot prove you can prove what fuck. I just told you. Well, I can prove <laughs> fuck, but I can't prove what I just... I can't prove what I just... <laughs> What I just told you about she, the council she wholeheartedly believes in what she says, but she has not been I am able to firm, verify I am, it. I have always been a firm supporter in fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. You're standing up for something. <laughs> At Everybody least twice drink. that we know of, because yes. he's got a set of twins and another the, the AFA. <laughs> American Fucking Association. Oh. oh. <laughs> Jan, are, are we are we ahead. on late enough for that? Right. Yeah, we're Have always not... on late enough for that. My yeah. my show gets an explicit warning with Jeannie on it. Yeah, and this is what's <laughs> fucked up. Okay, he, no, 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 no. Here's the really fucked up part of that whole deal. Okay, I join Jan's show as her little sidekick that tries to make her laugh so that she is not driven insane by the amount of awful, horrible shit that she has to read and vet out every week. <laughs> and her show gets an explicit rating. Do you know that I this did. show, this show does not have an explicit rating? 
I'm oh, this like, is you know, totally fucking. Be, this is this is fucking PG thirteen. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm like, I'm like, it's gotta be because there's news on there. Watch the awesome show sometime. <laughs> I've seen the awesome show. I haven't seen it since. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have you. I'm gonna have Jan and Jeannie on the awesome show within the next month. Well, and you always know that. You, you know, you hit me up if I can be there. I will. But you have to let me know beforehand because, like, you do these video shows and you get all pissy with me and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll do it, but audio only. I am so used to doing an audio <laughs> show. <laughs> and when when it's Quest, not going to happen. I, 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 am, I, am a vis- I am a visual guy. I have to have, like, all sorts of videos and flashy Stanley stuff. And I think I was the only yeah. person that wasn't impressed when, and, and I love vape TV because I go to vape TV. There are shows at vape TV that I have always watched and I will continue to always watch. But mm-hmm. when quest made the move and quest left vapors.tv and they went to vape TV, everybody's like, Oh yay. Side cams. I'm like, Oh fuck this again. <laughs> <laughs> I think side cams always made the streams run slower. Fuck you, Jan. Not anymore. Not no, anymore. you want Jan? Uh, no. Let me tell you the reality of what happens. Okay, the first <laughs> show I ever did, and I don't think I've ever told this story over here, so this will be immortalized on on fucking iTunes. The first show uh, I ever did on Elixir TV, I get over there, and Smokey was handling the network pretty much then, and and Smokey didn't really want me to do a show there. But Dino, the man that owned it, said, no, come on, kid, you're doing a show here. J.D. will help you all out. I'm like, okay. So J.D. Vore, my wonderful friend J.D., who I I, <laughs> I really do love J.D. He is a great guy. Um, but, you know, he said, well, you need to do this, 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 and this, and this. And I'm like, okay. He says, you got, you, you got it. Don't worry about it. No problem. Now, I'm doing shows during the day in the afternoon. Back then, you mm-hmm. were lucky if you had five people in a room if you had 15 it was like holy fuck you're really doing something okay <laughs> so right. not a whole lot can go wrong right mm-hmm. well so i get in logged in to do this show and you know the regular viewers are there and everything is is fine right until somebody goes up on the side cams and this was just a random name. It wasn't one of the normal people that are usually there. And lo and behold, it is a man wearing nothing but a stuffed dog was it Brad Pitt? on his penis. <laughs> I doubt it was Brad Pitt. He's fate payment. <laughs> I, I had no idea what to do. I had absolutely no idea what to do. I was in such a fucking panic that I just shut down the entire broadcast. <laughs> you shut off your cam, you See, threw you threw your cam into the trash and you said never again. I I I shut off everything. <laughs> I was like and then so afterwards they're like going, "Well, you know, if you'd have just clicked the exit and shut his cam off." And I'm like, "Why the fuck didn't tell somebody tell me this?" <laughs> Penis, penis, penis. So if that tells you anything, it usually it should tell you that, you know, because we all know what a train wreck my first show here was. I had the vaping witch of whatever the fuck in, in New Mexico. The vaping witch of oh my Santa God, Fe. I oh, my that. God. Mr. Militant Vapor. <laughs> yeah. 
My, I remember th- Russ called up and told him off. Yeah, because I didn't know what to do. I'm like, <laughs> I, this is VP Live. I don't know. Am I supposed to let this guy troll? Am I supposed to? Am I? Can I? Can I tell him to go fuck himself? What do I do? And I'm like, and I'm sitting here, and I'm trying to Skype Kevin. You know, I'm sitting here Skyping Kevin. Can I tell this guy to fuck off? And Kevin's not answering me. So I'm like, oh, well, he's yeah. He's in bed. Well, um, yeah. so Russ calls in. And, and Russ, of all people, I would never, ever, ever think would come to my defense. But Russ came to my defense. He did. He ripped that guy a new one. It was truly impressive. Yeah. You know, it was really funny. Um, speaking of horrible call-ins. The day I had the Mars teleporter call in when Karen was still my co-host. Oh, God. You and Karen were like, you were beside yourselves. Like, how do we deal with this? (laughs) That was the worst day ever. And (laughs) Karen's like, okay, we've got to go now. (laughs) Bye-bye. It's like, oh, my God. That was the worst moment I ever remember having. And then I remember. You know know um, what? That was, I mean, that was so long ago. I remember. Because I used to listen to Free Talk Live a lot. Jan, I'm sure you, you're right. familiar with uh, Ian, Ian and uh-huh, uh, I am. Mark. Um, yes. Who I got to meet, by the way, a couple of uh, oh, last nice. year. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm so used to dealing with those kind of guys that yeah. I didn't miss a beat when, when he called into your show. <laughs> like It was just like, oh, here we go again. Well, I... I it freaked me out because here we were we were having an actual talk about uh, um, agenda 21 which is something you can point to and read and it's it's an actual document you know so it's not something that's out in the realm of weirdness so i figure we can actually have a talk about this nope nope i got a mars teleporter calling and i'm like oh you've got to be kidding me where the hell do these people come from (laughs) Well, and here's yeah. the thing. And here's the thing. Now, very, very starts the phone lines up for Jan's show a lot, and you know, and oh god. And here's what happens during. <laughs> here's what happens during the pre-show every week. Jeannie's usually late. It is usually six p.m. on the dot when I'm running up the stairs yep. to get on my Skype, and I arrive just in time to listen to that obnoxious British bitch in her automated voice say. One minute until showtime, to which I respond every week, shut the fuck, fuck up. You. <laughs> or- she does. And the the best part is with the phone lines on, if you go and listen to it at Blog Talk Radio, that's how my show starts. <laughs> every week. <laughs> every week. <laughs> shut the fuck up. It's either shut the fuck yep. up or fuck you, lady. Um, yeah. Um, and And... Fortunately, it doesn't pick up after the show because at the end of every show, I'm like, goodbye, bitch. <laughs> she she really doesn't. She really doesn't like her. I really, really can't stand that automated voice on the phones. I really, really can't. <laughs> but, I mean, and Very says something about, oh, and the phone lines are active. And Jan's like, oh, fucking lovely. <laughs> and and like mid well i'll be talking about something like um okay so and the cia has decided they're going to go after whistleblower thomas drake again or something like that and it's something i've sourced is really really terribly important and i'm reading this and i've vetted it and very will go and by the way phone lines are active i'm like really and (laughs) 
<laughs> Someday it'll be Stanley the Viking. It is so funny. And, and poor Jan. He, he I does. mean, she is just really, she's traumatized over her fucking teleporter. <laughs> I just wasn't, I, I don't know. I wasn't expecting that. Kevin was like, uh, we're never going to publicize your show on Blog Talk again. I'm like, great. That's good, Kevin. <laughs> And he never did, which probably wasn't a bad thing. Well, and gotta love Kevin and Russ. Uh, you know, I'll give them this. Kevin and Russ will give anybody their five minutes of airtime on their show. They really will. Um, and, you know, I won't. I don't blame you. You know what? They've you always, the, the two or three times that I've called in to both, well, I think Kevin's had me on his show two or three times. But uh, yeah. the, the, the couple of times that I've actually called into Russ's show, mm-hmm. he's always ended up having me on for his entire show as soon as I call in. So I, well, I don't know if that's because I'm non-controversial or, or if it's because I am controversial. I don't, I don't know. But, well, and, but I don't uh, think it's that. He, I really don't. I don't think it's I don't, that. I don't always agree with Russ. Uh, I don't but, always agree with Russ either. Yeah, I do. But I do this show because it's fun for me. I, I agree I with his it. political philosophy, but I don't always agree with his method of attack. Well, how can you? It changes all the time. Um, um, I do this show because I enjoy it and it is fun to me. At the point in time, I'm, and I've always said this, at the point in time that it's not fun for me, I'm not going to do it anymore. And so I. I'm I wicked smart, yo. I couldn't sit here. <laughs> I, I Sorry, James. James just said that's because you're intelligent. Yeah, yeah, wicked, wicked, awesome. Yeah, wicked, awesome, intelligent. I couldn't yeah. sit here well, and 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 listen to somebody use my show as a platform to spout off a bunch of shit that I think is a bunch of shit. You know, <laughs> I yay shit. I felt bad. I felt bad. For Russ, the last time he had, um, what's his name on? The guy who was starting that organization. You know who I'm talking about? Which, the, um, the, the, the man formerly known as Tom Baker. The man formerly known as Tom Baker. Remember Tom Baker when he was starting that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was... Russ wound up yelling at him. What do you mean you don't have an email address? Well, how are people supposed to contact you? I felt so bad for Russ because here he was giving this guy a platform to talk about his organization. And he was blasting. <laughs> and, and, no, you know, you know I, I mean, Russ has made mis- He's made mistakes over the years. I mean, he. I remember he went after Kassar. Oh, God, we're mm. tra- probably talking three years ago. He went Kristen. after Kassar. Yes, it was Kristen. Kristen. Uh, because yeah. they they didn't post a positive e-cig story like like a scientific e-cig story fast enough right um and he went after them but to his mm-hmm. credit the next week he owned up to it and he said i was completely out of line and you know well, that's right good there. considering he likes to talk it... about his ass wipes i'm really glad that <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's, hey, I told I him on his birthday it's... last year. I, I said, I said, Russ, for your birthday this year, I wiped extra special just for you. <laughs> and he it, he appreciated really that. <laughs> it's really hard with 
Casa because everybody, well, almost everybody, Julie's the only person who works full time for Casa. Not that she gets anything for it, but because she's retired, right. she's able to put in that full time. Everybody else well, is just piecemealing it. I, I don't think people really understand like what Casa's charter is. So people think that, mm-hmm. oh, we should be doing this and that and this and that. Well, that's not what Casa's charter is. They have a very focused charter. If you want to do this and that and this and that, start your own fucking organization. Did you did you watch There's the Inside n- Vaping episode where they had that fucking blogger on? And I ended up calling uh, the only him Inside Vaping was... episode that I've ever watched is the one that where they had Stanley on, oh, and Jesus. that was brilliant. I I cussed at Ed and Dane and and Dagger <laughs> over that one. I'm like, you have any idea what you did to my fucking blood pressure? <laughs> and I mean, and and they did. It was a great show, but um, they this this guy wrote a blog about uh, you know pretty much calling out every one of the advocacy groups and and the organizations that are out there and you know well this one sucks for this and that one sucks for that and this one's not doing this and where's all this money going and these fucking people aren't accountable and blah 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 blah. and you know what we've been hearing that for five years that's that's nothing right i know but so and they're like you know well tweet us your questions and i keep tweeting like what's his fucking plan you know and i'm typing in the chat what's his fucking plan right and i'm over and over and over again and (laughs) and finally you know and he had no other plan. Well, no, the, 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 the big plan the, is stop calling them e-cigarettes and start calling them vaporizers. That's the big yeah, plan. I, you I, know, was, I was absolutely livid. Every year since yeah. I started every, every three or four months, some new vapor comes out and says, I have the solution. Stop calling I'm them e-cigarettes and start calling them yep. vaporizers. Well, and I mean, vaporizers. I guess, Problem solved. That's... Yep. That's mm-hmm. one of the good the one of the really nice things about Vapor's Place is all the shows on here are really different from each other. <laughs> no, but they're they also very content oriented. I know, but they're, they're still but they're, they're all not. different. Um like I go on I go on my network, I do my show and it's we're okay. just we're just freaking waxing poetic about whatever the fuck comes off the top of our heads it doesn't matter but that's on this, this network is. no this it show... always comes back to vaping on this network yeah, but you it know always what my does. show gets called all the time and and jan is the one that said this out loud the first time and i hear it all the time now so when jan thinks nobody listens to her mm-hmm. she's full of shit um this is the this is the kitchen table yeah it is um and yeah stuff does come back to vaping although i don't think it does so much on my show not all that often anyway yeah but you just did a whole uh, show it doesn't about ha- it doesn't have to on your show though did you notice the that subject the whole matter week on was show advocacy is, week? is it's it's applicable to any personal freedom thank you so it doesn't matter and when jen wants to talk about vaping she usually comes to my show but there was like there was like e-cig advocacy week that week on on Vapor's Place because Jan had Alex Clark on from yep. Casa for more Vapor and um, <laughs> Kevin um, Kevin had a whole bunch of advocacy on his show that week. Um, Dimitri always has something advocacy on his show, and I had Alex Carlson on my show. 
Mm-hmm. So it was like that entire week. I don't know. I don't know what Russ did that week. I don't even know. I I don't know. But so I mean, it was like advocacy week on Vapor's place. And then I thought, you know what? I need to do this more often. So now I'm starting to hit up every advocate, every vaping advocate that I know, and saying, "Hey, do you want to come on the show with me for a while? We can talk about advocacy. We can talk about whatever the hell else too." By the way, this is still me. I'm going to have ooh shinies. <laughs> Her her ooh shinies are actually pretty funny. Um, well, actually, this week we talked about the AR fifteen ammo ban on my show. Yeah, they're trying. That the ATL. Oh, they're, 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 they're trying to, to ban the two two three. They're trying to ban the two two three. That's scary stuff. The green right tipped. That's the, the green tipped ammo, just because it's got a steel core. Silly, silly people. Hi, Stanley. Dumbasses. <laughs> I, I, Jeannie, I, I, I gave, I gave your picture to my mom, and she approves. <gasps> really? She approves. I'm, I'm very excited. I have to ask my husband. <laughs> but Stanley, you have a husband. But Stanley, you're really, really cute. <laughs> you have a, I, you have a husband. <laughs> yes, I do. That's not fair. I'm sorry. <laughs> Stanley, are you all recovered now? My face, neck, chest, and head are very well healed. I will not be doing any more rebuild videos. <laughs> but I will I will I will be doing um I'm gonna do a DIY video and I'm gonna do a juice review. Okay, um, are you going to ask Upstomp for help with your DIY video? He's tied up right now. Well, you be really careful. I found, I found, I finally found the duct tape and I tied him up. (laughs) He cannot talk. Is your mom still mad about her house? That's what we had insurance for. I was paying, I was paying (laughs) half of the insurance bill. Before I made that video, it, with the understanding that if anything happened, then I would not be liable. Well, are are you still doing any rebuilding? I I practice very safe uh, coil screwing into my tanks. Are you getting your more vapor? I I love I love my sub tank because I love my face. That's <laughs> that's my new advertisement. I love my sub tank because I love my face. Okay, because you know I I like your face the way it is too. Me too. Even with the glasses. Uh huh. With the crooked the crooked well, the crooked forehead. Didn't you get new glasses? Because I, I remember you breaking your glasses. Did you get new ones? I ha- I have new glasses. And I have new shoes. So I have them. Why new shoes? So I have them. <laughs> you need new shoes. You need shoes? No. No? You don't need new shoes? No. I have I'm I have sorry. the same I'm sorry. I have the same two aren't you just, I have. Aren't you just hoity, hoity, hoity. <laughs> you don't need shoes. 
barefoot. I, I they barefoot call that redneck toity? here. <laughs> Are you are you are you pregnant too? Are you pregnant and you spend your life in your kitchen? No, most definitely not. Either one of those. Okay. But food is rather Somebody important, asked, you know. Have I been to Mardi Gras? Left the room on their bank heads. I don't understand that question. I I've never been to Mardi Gras. Well, you don't. Do you know what Mardi Gras is? That's that's with the beads, right? Yes, Everybody that's wears where, the beads. Yeah, that's yes, where girls will, I'll girls show, will flash I'll show, their boobs I show my you. nipples and I get beads. <laughs> I'll show my nipples and get uh, beads. Well, it works better if, uh, if you have the beads and you give them to the girls because the girls will show I you have. their boobs. So how do I get the beads? Amazon. You can buy Amazon by the sells beads. Street vendors. So Amazon sells beads, and then I give them to girls, and they show me boobs. Yes. That's a, that's a that's that's a very strange type of arrangement. <laughs> but I'll, I I'll I'll buy into it. And, <laughs> and if you do that, and if you do it in New Orleans. It works out. Where the food is. It, it, well, if you do it in New Orleans, there's really good food and there's really good booze and there's a lot bigger boobs. A lot bigger boobs. Yeah, Jenny, more boobs. you're so pretty. <laughs> you're so pretty. I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> she doesn't know what to say when I say that she's, you know, happy and vivacious either. Vivacious. That's a that's a wonderful adjective. <laughs> is is that an yes. adjective? Okay. <laughs> I, I think so. It's it's how I describe I, Jeannie every time I open my show. <laughs> I can't wait to come to VaporCon. Are you coming to VaporCon? I can't wait. I can't wait. Really? I'm coming to Vapor. That my plan is to come to VaporCon and to hang out with all my friends who I've met. I'm very excited to be there. Well, you'll have to go to dinner with us if you come to VaporCon. I love dinner. I eat every day. <laughs> um, there's a really good restaurant across the road. Um, you'll have to, you'll have to kitchen, tie kitchen, Norn, kitchen, Norn D4, right? Kitchen 64. Yes. All right. Norn D4. Kitchen 64. All right. Norn, yeah. That's the one. But you'll, you'll have to, you'll have to tie up stomp up in the hotel room because, <laughs> you know, up, up stomp is is my vape buddy at Vape Meets. We we go to dinner. Um, he he tells me he you're his vape girlfriend. Yep, because he tells me that, and I get I get jealous because you're you're too pretty for a slob like him. That's just wrong. Oh. Yes, you, you, you shut up. You go to bed. You go to bed. You belong in bed right now. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry. I finally got on. I'm, I'm very excited to be on here with Jeannie Kurzweil and Jen Johnson. Aww. That's sweet. I'm very oh. proud. I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm very excited. This is very exciting. Upstrump said that you listen and I want, to all of place. You want to you ask me who I think, what I think the, the internet vaping people shouldn't do? Well, yes, What they Stan. shouldn't do? That's what the show yes. is, right? That's that's, that's the yes. theme. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it's the theme. Stop, stop being terrorists. Stop. St- buy an ego. <laughs> buy an ego. <laughs> He's, Stanley was at, Jan, that's from, Stanley was at um, VCCNE. Um, the meet oh. that I went to in Springfield, Massachusetts, that I had that that god awful train ride for, Stanley was there, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. yes, I, I didn't go to the venue. I stayed in the hotel room while while they all went to the venue. I stayed in the hotel room, but I told them, I said, stop, stop being terrorists, stop, stop setting off fire alarms at the hotel room. And it was awful. <laughs> it went off a lot. Didn't it, Stanley? Yeah. It they don't have lot. good. They don't have the correct yes, handlers for it. They were. They were all. Bo- they were all vaping box elder Nick. Oh. <laughs> oh my God! Did anybody live? They all lived, but with blisters on their foreheads. <laughs> <laughs> oh. up, shut, shut up, Bob oh. Shut up! You'll, you can get back on when I say. You know what I think vapors shouldn't do? They shouldn't shouldn't become roofers. Well, 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 um, probably not if you're going to hammer nails in with your mod. That's probably a bad idea. Um, Oh, well, hammer later. I was going oh, did to Jan say, get that? Um, did Jan get that? We'll hammer later. I did. <laughs> we'll hammer later. I got it. Um, I think you can be your own hero. You don't have to wait on some organization to go talk to your legislators. That's what I think you should do. What, what I think you shouldn't do is run off half-cocked without any idea of what's going on and stir up trouble. And that happens often than not. I did. I said cock. Now you won't hear that on my show. Only on Genie's. Yeah, I, I think I think Kevin Kevin needs to capture that soundbite and make make oh. work some wonders. Oh, Jan is going to be really oh, mad at you God. for saying that, Stanley, because Kevin is always stealing sound bites of Jan. Oh my! I I my made God, Jan the... I made Jan um, really really upset one show, and and. Jan, I yelled more. at everybody. <laughs> yeah, she yelled and she cussed more um, than I've ever heard her cuss. And it, and Kevin made a song out of that too. He he did. He set it to music. Well, <laughs> well Jan, Jan, how do you, how do you feel about circumcision? Um, 
I, I prefer circumcised male. <laughs> Since we're asking. Just, I don't know. I, I'm not a fan of It's the, a purely scientific mom. question. Uh, sure it is. I just happen to prefer that. I, I'm not a big fan of the ugly turtleneck around the penis. You realize Kevin is just going to be, oh, my God, he's going to be all over the stuff. Kevin, Kevin's not, he's, you know what, Jan's show started at nine. Kevin's not going to make it this far. He's either going to cut it all out or he's just going to, he's, he's just going to say, you know what, he's let, gonna it, let it go. Fly. When he sees that there's yeah, two he's recordings, just... he's going to be like, what the fuck happened? How many I don't think he knows who I am. He doesn't know who I am. He doesn't know who Stanley he's had... is. Uh, Mixler yeah, timed out on me at three hours, Jim, because I did the hour worth of pre-show, so I had to restart Mixler. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you've, so you've got two two shows, yeah, so it'll be like a, a rush. It'll be like a rush show. <laughs> I hate Rush. That what a terrible band. Oh, they're awful. I, I'm not a I'm fan sorry, of their. <laughs> I'm not a fan of their uh, lead singer's sound, but I, I think they're interesting politically. They have an interesting yes, political they, band. They, yes, yes, yes. I agree. Uh, uh, what's his name there? Uh, Neil Peart. He he writes all their songs. Mm-hmm. Which it, it's very strange for a drummer of a rock band to write all the songs. So it makes sense that all their songs suck. But <laughs> their message is okay. Oh um, but I, I like King's X. King's X, they write they write very religious songs, but they're they're very like fluid and free and yay. You know, Stanley, I really wouldn't have figured you, that you would really appreciate fluid and free. Yes, I like fluid and free. Fluid and free. Don't blow up my roof. <laughs> but you did blow up your roof. I, I, uh, but nobody else can blow up my roof. Yeah, that's why vapors need to stop being terrorists. No more blowing up of roofs. Yes. Right? Yes. Buy an ego. Oh. Buy an ego. Buy an ego, you fucking terrorist. <laughs> <sighs> well, you know, that takes on a whole new meaning if you were at Vape Blast. Oh, my. Mike Getz, Mike Getz understands. Uh, what's that band, Mike Getz, um, with um, Doug Panic and George Lynch and the drummer from Corn? What's the name of the band? I love that. Uh, they're doing a good job. It's good stuff right there. Um, now, Stanley, did your YouTube video, um, did your vape thoughts about chocolate, did that get a whole lot more hits over Valentine's Day? <laughs> It, the the one with the elephant shit, yes, that one's got a lot of hits. I don't. Think, um, I don't think Jan's ever heard that one. You, Jan, you, do you have it handy? Do you have it handy? You can play it now. And I, I actually, um, my, I might have uh, some songs that you can play. I might have. You oh, know, oh. I you know I was I reading legislation, but um, yeah, no, I don't. Go ahead. I I might have some songs that you can play too, Janie. Um, hold on. 
But you can play that. You can play that right now if you want. Hold on, I'm getting it. Yeah, Jeannie, you, okay, Jeannie's get, getting it. Get it. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna well, get everything's some, running some through her. I have a, I have a song. I have a song that that I think Do everybody we should hear. Remember what week it was? Was it number nine? Uh, no, it was probably either ten or eleven. Okay, maybe this. And, this is ten. And and Jeannie, it, it's actually very important that you that you at least accept this love song video or song. Vape thoughts by Stanley the Viking. Saying that vaping fruit and candy-flavored e-liquid will lead to smoking cigarettes is kind of like saying eating chocolate will lead to a craving for elephant shit. <laughs> there you go, Jim. Yes, I, I'm very po- I'm very poignant. <laughs> I like how it I like how all your videos open with that music that's vaguely reminiscent of the Charlie Brown Christmas specials. Is that what that is? It kind of reminds me of that. I'm glad you like it. Thank you. So Jan, when do I get to meet you? Uh my mom says well, any any girl who's willing to give me the time of day is worth my attention. <laughs> That's what she says. Um well, well Jan's married too. Actually. Mhm. Yeah. She's shutting up now. <laughs> no, I I actually am married. Um married to a very nice man who's. I have a I have a ring on my finger too, but it's it's mostly a, my, the ring on my finger is a reward for treating my mom's bunions. Oh, <laughs> so you willingly touch a woman's feet? You know that's actually attractive to a lot of women out there. Well, God bless their souls. <laughs> Because there are lots of men. There are lots of men like Kevin that don't like feet. He's a weirdo. He's a weirdo. He he has an awesome channel, but he has a he's a weirdo. (laughs) He drives. He drives. You know, he drives a Buell. He he rides a Buell. (laughs) Only a weirdo rides a Buell. Oh. There's actually what's it's kind of funny down here at the I'm, I'm set. Harley shop. Yes, I was saying down here at the Harley Gee, shop. I'm they actually sending, sell Buells, I'm sending Jeannie. I'm sending Jeannie a love song that I wrote. Well, and Stanley, I would love to play it. Yes, but please. I really can't because with I live really really far out in the country. And my internet is uh-huh. not my internet is not fantastic, and it'll take me two days to download it. Oh no! Who, who's downloading it? Oh, I am, but I'm just saying it's going to take a long time for it to do that. 
it's almost done. Is that is that you, Jan? Are you you're downloading it? No, it says that I have three hundred and fifty six K of two point six meg. <laughs> um maybe somebody else should play it. Um, Upstomp can't play music from his computer out through his Skype feed, and Stanley hijacked um, Upstomp's computer. Ah. Yes, I did. I'm very proud of it. And and that can't go up on YouTube because every time stuff like this goes up on YouTube, they, they delete it on Stanley. Stanley's tried to put some of his other songs up on YouTube, and <laughs> YouTube isn't really nice about it. Um. Oh, well. I'll play. Uh, I'll make Upstomp play it again tomorrow on the awesome show. Okay, I can play "Clouds in the okay. Bar." Okay, play play the clouds of whatever. Okay. He blew it in my face and laughed What a sleaze Thought he was a badass Now he's missing teeth Clouds in the bar All we are is clouds in the bar Same old just a drip of liquid, now I have to pee. Whoop-dee-doo. Wrap a monster coil and brag incessantly. Clouds in the bar. All we are is clouds in the bar. like that one best, Stanley. It makes me laugh. I'm I'm very famous now, so I can I can sing <laughs> songs and stuff. <laughs> Is that really a thing? Like vape famous? No. It's a thing. It's a thing. Don't tell me it's not a thing, because I, I, <laughs> my whole life depends on that being a thing. Okay, Stanley, vape famous is real. And you're the you're you're the thing. king it's of eight famous. It's a thing. You're not gonna play my love song. Well, I it's still downloading. <laughs> it's still downloading. It's still at two point nine. I, you're hurting my feelings. <laughs> I'm hurting my own feelings. This is awful. <laughs> I wrote this. I wrote this just for you, Jeannie. Well, I love oh, song. Upstomp didn't send it to me before the show. It's his fault. It's Upstomp's fault. He didn't fault. know I was. He didn't know I was going to kick his ass to be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> the 
This is the first time you've ever been on my show. It, it, who, who in the room knows, knows Tesla's love song? I do. Who in the room knows that? I do. I do. Yeah, that's that's what I wrote this about. It's Tesla's love song. Well, you know what? Next week on my 100th episode, I will open the show with it, if that's okay with you. Will Ooh. you have me on? Yes, sir. Okay, then. A hundred episodes, Jeannie. Congratulations. It doesn't seem like it. I keep thinking that I, I fucked up somewhere in the numbers. <laughs> That's a I lot was, of episodes. I was surprised. I was surprised when I hit two. Well, no, I'm sorry. I was surprised when I hit 102. I was very surprised. That was... My, my cheeks are starting to, to hurt. Your cheeks are starting to hurt? Which ones? My cheeks are starting to hurt from talking like Stanley. <laughs> I figured that, that was a good question. Water, Jan. <laughs> <laughs> See? Oh, my shirt is all wet now. All we are is clouds in the bar. <laughs> that was great. Jan, I can tell Kasai had a business meeting tonight. Mm, oh I have yes. 612 messages. Mm. You know, was there um, was there you're... anything out of your meeting, Jan, that that brings up something that you would tell Vapors not to do, other than you know, don't run off half cocked and be an idiot. Um. Well. Uh, <laughs> There's sometimes you don't see organizations doing things. Okay. Um, you should never let the takeaway from that be that they're not doing things. A lot of times things have to be handled um, quietly and politically in a delicate manner so that things that still happen are still allowed to happen. Um, and sometimes things get handled in a big and ugly way and they don't necessarily um, need to be. Um, trying to think. <sighs> what shouldn't vapors do? I don't know. Um, don't lose faith in us because you don't see us doing stuff. That's what I would say. We're all working really hard. It's just that you can't see it. Well, and I, I guess to get back to my advocacy thing, um, <laughs> I said I was going to talk about this a little which, bit every week. No, besides to me, the the biggest which thing... Which we took a left turn. Well, no, but the Go biggest ahead. thing that I can say to people about about advocacy... Um, to add on to the end of what you just said is for people not to sit around and think that somebody else is going to fix everything for them. Right. But, you know, um, there are things that sound or seem like a good idea that get put, um, 
put aside for like absolutely no reason. Hello? I was going to say, I was going to talk about something called the RAINS Act. And I was going to say if you're an e-liquid manufacturer or if you're, if you're, if you're a person who sells e-cigarettes, you might want to talk to your congressmen, your congress critters, your state senators, and tell them to support that. Because I, I think it could be very important if people could get their Congress critters to support such an act. Although everything in it relies on a you know pretty weak Congress. But it's still better than the alternative of what we've got for us now, which is pretty much nothing. So if you're at all interested, you might want to type into Google the RAINS Act and look it up and see if when you read it, you get out of it what I get out of it when I read it. Or, you know, not. (laughs) Um, I can tell you a couple of things about the RAINS Act. Article 1, Section 1 of the Constitution states, All legislative powers, herein granted, shall be vested in a Congress of the United States. Most Americans, like I said earlier, probably assume that laws are passed by Congress. After all, Article 1, Section 1 says so. But it's not really true. 319 independent and executive agencies of unelected bureaucrats, Washington's alphabet soup, have much more of a say in the implementation of federal regulations that control our activity. Federal agencies have finalized over 3,500 new regulations per year in each of the last three years, have added an average of 70,000 pages per year into the Federal Register over the last 10 years, and have created a regulatory burden estimated at one at some one seven point five trillion per year. These increase consumer costs, they obstruct economic growth, and they stifle job creation. What the RAINS Act does is it requires congressional approval for the most significant of regulations, regulations that cost over one hundred million dollars. We know that the implementation of the regulations for electronic cigarette regulation by the FDA are going to cost way more than that. So for the FDA to pass that, Congress would need to approve it. That's why I said I think the RAINS Act is really interesting. But for us to have something like that as a tool, it has to get passed. And for it to get passed, it means people have to support it. For people to support it, you have to ask your legislators to do so. And most people that I'm talking to that can hear my voice probably won't do anything about that. And that's when I say you can be your own hero. (laughs) You can be your own hero. You can talk to your Congress critters about that. But most people won't. Mine mine doesn't answer my emails anymore. I'm going to have to go to his freaking office. Oh, um... It got to a point where I saw Bill Nelson so much that he gave them a picture at his desk and told them not to let me into the building anymore. 
Mm. Yeah. So, it's just a thought. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's it's going to get more co-sponsors to pass. I mean, and it's something that sat on the desk in the house since 2013, and every year it keeps getting reintroduced. So does it have a chance? I don't know, but that regulation was actually written for small farmers. It wasn't written for us. It was written for people who run, like, organic farms. Yay farms. Yeah, yay farms. Yay farms. Yay farms. Because you should worry, terrorist papers. Because <laughs> you should have a say in what you get to eat. Right? Uh-huh. Okay. Should. I think so. Jeannie, did you get the song? No, my Skype crashed, Stanley. You haven't gotten the song? All right, hold on. Let me try to do it again. Boop, 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 boop. Night, Blaine. Jan is on the list. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> if you're not on a list, you should be ashamed of yourself. I like Just, list. I, I'm on a list. <laughs> what pressure cookers to can green beans with? Who the fuck knew? Oh, Stanley, it says I got the file. Yay. Play the file, play the file. Love yeah. song, love song, baby. Oh, yeah, baby. All over you too 
vaping for you is this cloud made just for two keep on hand checking and you'll find friends again I blow Stanley. That one. I, I love Tesla. I can remember. God, I'm so old. I can remember when Motley Crue got signed to a big label. They took and gave all their old stage outfits from the first album to Tesla. And that was their stage wear for a couple of years. because They never really managed to make it real big. Tesla, Tesla, Tesla was was a very underrated band back in the eighties. Very underrated. They didn't very have big good. enough hair. They didn't have enough hair, but they 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 played guitars very awesomely. They were a good band. Um, there were a lot of good bands. Not you don't see that so much now, and I think that has a lot to do with the uh, auto tuning phenomenon. Now it's it's all about um, Nelly Furtada, huh? And and what's her name there? I don't know. I don't uh, pay atten- I don't really pay attention. You caught me. You caught me. I don't know. Who's Nelly? Nelly Furtada. I remember Nelly Furtada. Who's uh, fr- that? A, fr- a, fr- a frittata is a breakfast food. Yes, it's a, delicious. It's delicious. <laughs> it's it's um it's an Italian omelet upside down. Potatoes and cheese and eggs and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. good eating. But it's also a musician named Nelly. I don't even know who that is. It's not important. Okay. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Oh my god! It's it's almost twelve thirty. I have to. I know. We do. I know. I have to be up at like end, three. And we do need to end this show because Jan needs to take one of her famous power naps, and Kevin Kevin might fire me when he goes to to edit I'm this a, replay. I'm a hip hop person. Uh, no. No, don't you dare. <laughs> don't you dare. <laughs> no, I'm not really a hip-hop person. Thanks, though. Well, Stanley, um, are you going to come back next week? Am I invited next week? We are. are you coming to my house? You should come to my house next week. My wife, my my wife, my <laughs> mother has, has offered to make you dinner for next week. You can come here. The, the chances of me doing that are not very high because the last time I got on a train and in, in went to Springfield, Massachusetts, it took me 16 fucking hours. There's no snow. <laughs> There's no snow here. Other than the, uh, other than the four, to, 4 to 19 feet of snow on my deck. There's not any snow here. You should come here and have, and have meatballs at my house. 4 to 19 feet. So, other than that, it's, it's <laughs> smooth sailing. 
I heard a snort. I, I, snorts are never good. That was me. I was laughing. Snorts are never good on the internet frontier with vaping. Snorts are never good. Come, okay. come to my house, and we'll have, we'll, we'll have vegetation. <laughs> Does that mean you're going to sit and vegetate, or you're going to serve plant material? Yes. Sounds like a plan to me, Jeannie. And bacon. And bacon. Stefan reminded me of bacon. I it's gonna be bacon. I did it. Bacon and vegetables, Jeannie. How can you pass that up? I know. I had I well, I had kielbasa and vegetables and and eggs for supper tonight. Sounds like a complete meal. Yes, my husband's out of town. I can eat whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> your husband's out of town, then I can come over to your house. Well, Stanley, I promise you, by the time you get here on the train, he'll be home. Does he have any guns? <laughs> Um, yes, and I am yes. not going to put a number to how many. Let, let's just say... Up, stop, up, stop, up, stop. How many guns do you have? I have a lot, Stanley. Get off the phone. <laughs> up, stop says I, I should stop talking. Okay, well, Stanley, say goodnight to everybody. Good night to everybody. <laughs> Good night, Stanley. Jan, say goodnight to everybody. Thank you, Jan. Oh. And Jeannie. Thank you. Thank you all. Lovely ladies. Lovely ladies that I love hanging out with. Oh. Thank we'll you. See you next week, Stanley. I yeah. I look forward to it if somebody allows me on the internet. <laughs> well, you you tell Upstomp to let you come on next week. Okay. Okay. Good night, Stanley. Good night. Good night, everyone. Good night, Miss Jan. Good night, Miss Jeannie. Night, Stanley. Monday. Stanley, tell Upstomp I said goodbye. Okay. See you Monday. See you Monday, everybody. <laughs>